Hey everyone, thank you so much for watching. This is the Goat Movie Podcast. My name is Angel. Yeah, I'm Julius. <laughs> this is a show where we love talking about movies, television, comics, pop culture, and anything that we're passionate about talking about. On this episode, we're going to be discussing WandaVision Episode 5. Spoilers ahead. Full-on spoilers. We're going to go into the nitty-gritty details of this episode. I cannot wait to talk about this episode. <laughs> With my good friend Julius, it's going to be absolutely yeah. epic. For those of you who have any questions or comments regarding this episode, please feel free to share it in the comments and we'll go ahead mm -hmm. and read it out loud. Man, Julius, I've been thinking about this episode all day. I was at work, I was giddy the entire time, and I was just thinking, I cannot wait to talk with you about WandaVision episode 5. So Dude, I couldn't wait until you were off work. <laughs> To message back. I was messaging you as I was ending the episode, dude. Dude, you should you should play what I you know what I'm gonna actually do that. I'm gonna play what I sent you. The audio <laughs> But no, go no. ahead, I'm sorry. Don't don't play it just because we might get copyright. Oh, your audio, right? My audio, yeah. Okay, cool, man. Awesome. Well, before we get into the details, I want to read a couple of the comments that we already have before we go full depth into this. We're going to get crazy, guys. This podcast is going to be complete madness. Oh, I'm gosh. telling you, when we talk about every aspect of this episode, I, I'm not joking here. We are talking about every single aspect of this episode. Uh, scene by scene and it's going to be so exciting for those of you who are watching this on the replay thank you so much we really appreciate you let's get started here with the You're very going. first the very first comment here we get from cody saying i am ready yeah <laughs> of course awesome, you are cody, cody. <laughs> we really appreciate you man you are awesome for that harrison jolly says let's, let's go, go. <laughs> cody should be named renamed to a uh, goody <laughs> we got Goaty Cody and we got Goaty Harrison Jolly, the goat himself. Thank you, Harrison. Really appreciate you, man. He also says, I love the design on the thumbnail. LOL, Angel in the Benison suit. <laughs> hey, I had to do it. I had to do it. Come on. I, I love that suit so much. You got Julius in Fantastic Four suit, Reed Richards. He is Even though coming. I look like Plastic Man in that shot of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, oh, dude, I don't even know where that picture is from. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Cody also saying, let's go. This was bonkers. I'll yeah. tell you, man. Yes, exactly. This is exactly what this episode was. It was Jinkies. completely bonkers, man. Lola, Luna, Rocky, and Rambo say, logging off because I haven't seen this episode yet, but you guys are the what? goat. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? What does that even mean? Um, <laughs> thank you so much baby that's the love of my life with my dogs there appreciate you so much alex Corey says what's going on goat movie folks well, folks folks <laughs> Never what's going on alex what's going thank on bud? thank you so much for tuning in can't wait to talk about this episode harrison also says what do you guys think the percentage chance is that toby or andrew shows up well i'm sure we'll Julius. get into that well, we'll get, we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. We don't want to pop our cherry too early. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Hey, Sue says, you didn't see that coming. Whoa, that's right. <laughs> we did not see this episode coming. I'm surprised all, he didn't see. I'm surprised he didn't say that, dude. Oh, okay. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself, dude. I know, right? Okay, guys, let's get started into the discussion here. Julius, I want to know yeah. what were your overall 
thoughts on this episode initially? Just a brief reaction to this right. episode overall. Okay, overall. Um, obviously, the very end is going to be its own discussion, but overall, the episode I thought was actually from the very get go, when it's starting off in the sitcom, I thought the episode was disturbing. I just got that very uneasy uh, feeling while watching it from the very beginning to the very end. It intercuts between the sitcom world and the real world with Sword and Monica Rambeau and uh, Jimmy Woo and Kat Denning's character. I felt that this was the most disturbing and just most uh, like, for example, a leading lead in excuse me a lead in to what marvel horror could be like one day and i thought it was great i thought it was perfect and uh they're just they're just really piling it on piling it on each episode it blows my mind on uh, in terms of the quality the metatone everything about it just blows my mind yeah i absolutely agree with you man i thought this episode overall was the best episode that we've gotten yet out of all the episodes that we've seen, there's been five, but this episode five, itself yeah. was the best by far, by far. And it's, it has to deal with everything. I, I, I mentioned in my review, I loved the middle of this episode. I love the beginning and I love the ending. The way I would describe this episode is that it is like a Neapolitan shake with so many different flavors, right? The very beginning is wholesome itself with, you know, the, <laughs> the opening, which was basically, an homage to, you know, both growing pains and family ties. And I love that. I love that about this show. The very beginning felt wholesome. And then we got that middle act that was ab absolutely terrifying. It felt like, just like you said, a complete horror film. Yeah. And we'll get more into why oh, it yeah. felt that way and why it's so exciting when future directors handle whatever's happening here. And the ending, of course, was just mind-blowing. Magnificent. Absolutely magnificent, astonishing, bonkers like everybody is saying. That ending is basically telling us that Kevin Feige has changed the game forever. And there's no going back. There's no one going back. Anything is possible after seeing Anything. WandaVision Episode 5. Anything is possible. Man, I love this. Let's get to some of the comments that we have. TW says, Toby Maguire is going to be... The Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yes. Julius, what do you think about that? I actually disagree. I don't think Toby will be. I think it could be. And I don't want us to get ahead. I think it might be someone else. Very specific. I think it may be very well someone else. Uh, which will still equally blow our minds. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Man, I'm, I'm right there with you, TW. I would love it for, for it to be Tobey Maguire as the Luke Skywalker 100%. Raven the Shill says, didn't care about the show much until Evan Peters showed up. LOL. All we need now is for either Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart, or Hugh Jackman to show up as the Luke Skywalker cameo. LOL. <laughs> well, that's Dude, how she 100%. described it, right? Uh, Elizabeth Olsen said that there's a Luke moment in the show but she wasn't directly referring to this episode right yes okay yes alex corey says paul bettany continues to amaze me as vision i really felt the confusion and fear he was feeling in this particular episode 
Alex, you're spot on, my friend. Yeah. You are spot on. And I can't wait to talk about that scene, which was actually one of my favorite scenes in this entire episode. I absolutely loved it. Let's actually move on to the first frame that we have here. This is the opening that we have, which I absolutely loved. I mean, right when this episode started, it basically had no title, right? So it was titled Episode 5. It was 40 minutes long, and the opening was very much like Growing Pains and Family Ties, like I mentioned before, which I really loved. What I think is so significant about this being a sitcom is that we're able to see a, a vision of what life could become, right, for Wanda, which I really yeah. love. And that that kind of vibe that they're going for instantly reminds me of La La Land, the ending of La La Land, when you kind of see like a what-if kind of lifestyle that Ryan Gosling or Emma Stone's character could have had. Julius, what do you think about the style of uh, continuing the sitcom stuff as they're revealing new information for us? Uh, it makes sense and it works with each episode. Each episode has revealed something different about the characters that we've known, especially with Paul Bettany as the vision, where in this episode you get to see a completely different side of his character than what we'd ever seen before you know he almost acts in, in the in age of ultron he's almost kind of monolithic like he acts as an object more so like an object on trying to understand what humanity is but here he's full-on uh, just devastated about who he is he doesn't understand what's going on he's been noticing throughout the show uh, like some something is off but as this episode reveals there's a reason why he's getting acclimated to his new life, why he looks at things changing before him. And he's like, that's odd rather than what is that, you know? Right. And I'm so glad that Paul Bettany is expanding his role as the vision uh, because it could have been very one note, you know, it could have been just like, I don't know if you watched what Supergirl did with red tornado, but mm -hmm. he was just a robot in that just right. a robot, a lifeless thing. And that could have easily been the case with someone like the vision, but they decided to just push it, you know, push the boundaries of what people perceived that character to be, you know? And I oh, think yeah. it's fantastic. A hundred percent. And I love that you brought up vision and how they're adding more layers to this character. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and speaking of vision, uh, I mentioned, you know, how the very intro is very inspired by family ties. You can see it here. Yeah. Here's the opening of WandaVision episode five. Here's the opening for family ties right here. So you can see complete direct references to it. But I also love that we also got to see pictures of visions past, which <laughs> allows us to get to baby vision <laughs> which oh That's man disgusting. dude when, <laughs> dude when i saw this picture of vision i was dying man i absolutely <laughs> loved it i was like this is absolutely disgusting but i need it it's so cute i love vision here and this picture also killed me here man oh, oh my no, god just, just look at him he's absolutely I don't think Wanda really adorable likes this dude <laughs> to give him that overbite and those clothes i know right? <laughs> it's like uh you know there's a those american girl dolls yeah go like with the vision oh my God. <laughs> yeah dude it, that was so cool but speaking of babies let's move on to the next <laughs> topic of 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 this episode let's get to oh. the twins the oh trouble gosh. with the twins here the episode opens up with the twins 
we get to see them here. Mm-hmm. We also get to see Agnes, and we get to see Vision and Wanda struggling, putting them to bed. And yeah. I re- I want to focus on something significant that happened during this moment when Agnes came over. Yes, Agnes yes. actually broke character for the first time, and she said something along the lines of, "Let's take it from the top." Yeah, she was acting like an actress on set. Yeah, Julius, yeah. what did you think about this scene, and why was it so significant for you as a viewer? Um. Well, I think that it was, uh, first of all, it was an incredibly acted scene. I feel like the performances are going to be very underrated in terms of like, everyone's going to be focusing on what the characters do and, you know, the, 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 like the Easter eggs that may be found throughout the scene. I felt like the performances were really strong, you know, like of uh, just her breaking character in that moment. It felt real, you know, it felt really like, like footage that you would see on an actual, like a blooper, you know? So I thought that was really strong element. Um, uh, One thing I noticed in the scene was when they move on, like Wanda and Vision move to the side for a second, talk about what just happened with the the character breaking. Uh, She takes care of them momentarily and she sprays them with something. She sprays them with some sort of like alcohol or, you know, a liquid of some sorts. Right. And the next thing we see is them being toddlers. So yeah. so I feel like she's really downplaying her involvement in this. You know, she's giving off the impression that she's just another one of the extras, another one of the side characters. But no, nah, I feel like there's something a bit more sinister going on with her, you know, it, especially based on that. Because I don't know, man. It's messed oh, yeah, up. A hundred percent. I completely got that from the opening. Uh, yeah. I just love the eerie nature of it. Like she comes in and she breaks character and she's like, uh, do you want to take it from the top? Because Vision becoming more self-aware is thinking to himself, wait, no, no, no. I don't want her to touch the babies. You know, she probably hasn't washed her hands and stuff like that. <laughs> and- yeah. And she wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She wasn't prepared for that. She was like, uh, Wanda, do you want me to take this from the top? Because you're the one who's running the show. And right. I want to I want to instigate the fact that you're you're still in control, right? I want to keep playing this character and stuff like that. So I really love that, and I love that there's a sense of confusion and fear from Vision himself, which of course leads to that awesome conflict in the very uh, third act of this episode, which I really love. And I love that you mentioned that the twins aged rapidly here. You could see them uh, on the right here; they completely aged a couple years. Old and I just thought that was fascinating that they were t- able to age so rapidly, and I love the fact that Vision in this episode was kind of like Truman in a way from the Truman Show, where he was mm-hmm. unveiling everything that's going on—the lights, the camera, the action, and stuff like that—and questioning, "Hey, what is going on?" Um, I, I really love all those uh, moments, yeah. especially from this. And also, you mentioned and- that Agnes was spraying something. She said in that moment yeah. when she was spraying. Ralph likes to spray this on me. And again, I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, is she talking about Mephisto? Well, I like that Agnes in the show feels a lot like the wife character from the Truman Show. You know, she feels very similar to that character from that uh, situation where she's trying to keep up appearances. She's going on what seems to be some sort of orders from someone, whether it be Wanda or be someone else. And, um, Yeah. And speaking of the twins, I love that this episode specifically was about siblings. 
you know, and how yes. they got together, how they g- grew, uh, how Wanda was looking at them, how she was willing to protect them and wanted to uh, teach them, you know, from her uh, mistakes. You know, it's like trying to teach them about death and how it's just a natural part of life. And then they bring up, well, it's not really, is it? And then it goes into the end and we all know what happens at the very end. I just love that the episode is about that, you know? Yeah, I completely agree with you. Let's move on to our next uh, topic in this episode. And then we'll get back to some comments from you guys. I see some of the comments you guys are sending. You guys are absolutely awesome. The next thing I want to talk about is Monica being examined back at the agent base. We see her here in this episode. Mm. She is finally outside of the bubble. She's claiming to herself, it's all Wanda. It's all Wanda. And what I really loved about this is that she stated her experience within this bubble, within Wanda's world. And she says all she felt was pain. And I really love that because, again, it solidifies the fact that this show is expressing that Wanda is drowning in her own guilt because of everything she's experienced, everybody that she's lost. And yeah. even, some of the, even some of the actions that have occurred, like in Civil War, that she feels responsible for. I really love that here. Not only is Wanda suffering in her own guilt, but also the other characters. Julius, what do you make of those moments with Monica when she finally comes out and she's revealing this new information? I thought it was great. And I thought I love that they get into the logistics of the show, you know, where they sword are now looking at Wanda as a major threat. They brought up things that you and I brought up in the last thing, last time we did this, where, uh, She's powerful enough to, she was the only one at the edge of killing Thanos until Thanos bought himself some extra time. (laughs) I love that they bring stuff up like that to really, uh, to to establish how powerful she really is. And I'm surprised they haven't called any Avengers yet, (laughs) to be honest. I I mean, that could be the uh, something, you know? I know, right? You know, we could see someone, I don't know who we could see, but they need to call logically you would call one of her teammates if when it gets too far you know yeah and they also mention other avengers like captain marvel i mean when they when oh yeah when jimmy Woo was like hey i know i know you're on uh team wanda monica but you know captain marvel was handling thanos on her own and she almost took that fight and it's like yes it gets me so hyped because it makes me think about you know infinity war and endgame again when we get to see them spank Thanos for a little bit, man. Ah, oh, so and, awesome. And also her reaction was very distant. To, like, oh, yes. She hasn't seen. It's very clear she hasn't seen Carol in a long time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree. And also I thought what was significant about Wanda finally coming out of the bubble was when they were examining her blood. And if you remember correctly, when they examined her blood, they said that they couldn't really get a read on, read on it, like a good, good vital signs on her. What they noticed was that like the screen was just showing white like her blood was just showing white blinks and stuff like that which i think is probably a reference to the future of what they're going to try to do with monica rambeau so for those of you who don't know monica rambeau is also uh known as captain marvel in the comics but is later known as photon Photon, you know and she has this ability to kind of warp energy become energy herself and stuff like that julius what do you think about the potential of monica rambeau getting her powers in the mcu oh well that's gonna happen without a doubt i mean we gotta have that 
has to happen. If she shows up in a Captain Marvel film or uh, gets her own series, uh, you know, she's uh, one of the most iconic appearances of her is on the cover of Secret Wars, number one, where she's there amongst all the different heroes who are together charging to the battle. She's there flying. So, you know, (laughs) just set it up when you eventually do that. Oh, yeah, dude, that would be so freaking exciting. Look, if we have cosmic radiation, give people powers, man. Give people yeah. powers who show up in there. I, I can't wait to see it. And I love what Tayona Paris is doing as Monica Rambeau. She is absolutely phenomenal, man. Uh, let's get to, back to some of our comments, reading <laughs> them out loud. For those of you who are watching, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. This one comes from Dallium. Yo, first time watcher. Sup. Sup, fool. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much, Dalian. We really appreciate you. You are you welcome here. Valium, Dalian. <laughs> if you want to share your thoughts with us on WandaVision, leave it in the comments and we'll read it out loud. Or if you have any questions, feel free to put it down. Thank you so much, Dalian. You are awesome. What's up? Cody, Cody says, are the twins Wiccan and Speed? Oh, do, do you want me to answer? Yes. You want, you want to take it from the top? Uh, take it from the top (laughs) like agnes (laughs) uh i feel like it could be a variation on wakan and speed i mean they definitely one thing i noticed heavily and i'm sure a lot of other people notice is that they're color coordinated you know they one's wearing the green one's wearing the red so i could see it being a slight reference to that obviously these kids are accelerating in age so soon enough they'll probably be teenagers and yeah why not why not make them wakan and speed Oh, yeah. You're setting up the Young Avengers. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I think if they just follow along the comics, it'd be fantastic. I think that's why the source material is there. It's very interesting to see how they are adapting the twins here. And I just can't wait to see them age to a point where we can see them utilize their powers. Uh, You know, speed is is, has super speed. Wiccan is like a sorcerer like his mother, you know, so I I just can't wait to see them. I think it's going to be absolutely phenomenal especially with certain characters that show up later we could get episodes where it's these kids learning their powers from specific people who know about those powers oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah baby give it to us give it to us (laughs) alex Corey says that might be my favorite sitcom opening in the show so far yeah it it makes sense (laughs) it makes sense why that would would be your favorite hey i completely i mean i i wouldn't i wouldn't argue that i wouldn't argue that because to be honest i loved the opening of this as well but i think i still have to give number one spot to what division what one division the bewitched (laughs) opening yep yep yeah (laughs) i i i'm loving all of them i can't wait for the the next one the the one that is the uh i guess the the halloween episode i'm really excited for that one Maybe it'll be like a synth uh, Stranger Things type deal. Oh, yeah. 100%. Could you imagine that? Where you get the the style, the font type style for WandaVision and you hear some really dark synthy music? That would be sick. That's what I'm talking about. That would be absolutely sick. Dallium says, Quicksilver said, long lost sister. Could this not be our Wanda, but the Wanda from Days of Future Past? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think this is the MCU, Wanda. I, what, what he said was Long Lost Bro, right? I thought he was referring to himself. Yeah, I think he did say Long Lost Bro, but mm-hmm. I do love your thinking, Dalium. I do love your thinking. I do love where you're going with that. If it does happen to be, 
you know, the days of future past Wanda. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, I, I'd be interested to see how they'd pull that off. Um, that's a really cool theory. And Cody also says, good theory. Yeah. yeah Liam. Love well, that, I could guys. see them bringing her in because they like they did nothing with her in the other films. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they I think she's in a deleted scene. So it would be interesting, especially with what's going on with Evan Peters in this show. We're going to have to resolve like who is her his actual sister? Who's her actual brother, you know? Yeah. So I could see her showing up for sure. Yeah. All right, one last comment before we move on to our spoiler discussion of this episode. Cody says, keep in mind, this is only the fifth episode. Can you imagine what's in store for the next four episodes? <laughs> I don't want to. I, I, you know, speculating can be fun, but with shows as that shock me as much as this, I almost don't want to like try to guess what's going to happen. I, I just want to be like, yeah, give it to me. Just give it to me, dude. <laughs> i know right dude it's just it's so mind-blowing everything that they're gonna do and, and the potential of this show it's almost exhausting to think about man but yeah I yeah not wait for the next four episodes oh it's gonna be so crazy let's move on to our spoiler discussion of wandavision here let's oh, talk about shit. this very important sequence here where they label wanda as a terrorist we learned that she actually oh. infiltrated she actually infiltrated sword and stole vision's body without the stone she has thousands of hostages in westview and monica has this theory that i think is very interesting monica has this theory that wanda has actually put up a quarantine for herself so that she could prevent herself from getting thousands more under her control julius what do you think about this idea does it indicate that someone else is behind the curtain and initiating Wanda to control these people. It'd be an interesting take that someone is like, maybe not controlling her, but really pushing her to this point of like, just like full on aggression, getting angry. I mean, you saw what she did at the very end of this episode where it's like that, that doesn't feel like Wanda that I know, you know, that does. And it doesn't even feel like the Wanda she knows, you know, it's yeah. almost as if she doesn't realize what she is doing almost as if there were two different personalities and yeah, man, I, I, I don't know, but I'm just glad that I was, uh, I was kind of right when it came to the vision's body. It's yeah. actually his body. <laughs> She's Dude. a freak. <laughs> Dude. I can't believe they actually did that. I can't believe that it's actually vision's body. I mean, if you think about the stuff that they've already mentioned, like in the first or second episode, Wanda, my dear, get the light. And they go yeah. into the curtains, and I'm just thinking, oh, my God, what about all the kids watching Disney Plus? She, she, she pulled the corpse. <laughs> this is a new level of madness here. You ever, um, see, you ever seen Clerks? Yeah. <laughs> you know that bathroom scene? She did that. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Kevin Smith, who's a great director. We'd yeah, love see. to talk to him one day, man. We want to make he that knows. happen for sure. Um, but dude, I really love that new information. I love the fact that yes, we found out that these people are being held hostage mentally and Monica was able to grasp that. I really love that. I love that. We learned that the anomaly was now being referred to as the hex. So we can't call it a bubble anymore. We can't call it a digital reality or anything like that. We're calling it the hex because that's exactly what Darcy says. And we all are lovers of Darcy what a great character along with Jimmy Woo along with Monica Rambeau 
Ah oh, man, I really loved it, man. Well, but... she she fits in a in a better uh, setting now than what she was doing in the Thor films. I think now mm-hmm. that she's in, she's kind of working for Sword, and, and she's working with other quirky characters. It fits yeah. better than what was kind of going on with the, you know, especially Dark World, because mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the scene with um with Chris O'Dowd where it's the very beginning. It's a date yes. between her and Jane Fonda, and she just shows up. And I was like, okay, this isn't funny this is kind of (laughs) (laughs) but now it's i think it's hilarious like like uh with that guy on the on the uh bus that they're on they're headed to the facility they're talking about what they're doing they're like oh i'm a bioengineer i'm a physicist i'm this i'm that i'm a chemical engineer yeah yeah no one cares (laughs) (laughs) you had your chance (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right let's move on to the scene where the twins age by like 10 years i think this is a yes. glimpse of them right here we're oh gonna see the God. twins age rapidly um and i thought this scene was really important here because we get to see that wanda is no longer afraid to reveal her powers to others especially agnes and vision is kind of like scratching his head at the idea that wanda is not keeping this a secret anymore julius what do you what did you think about the twins aging rapidly and the relationship that Wanda now has with Agnes. I was honestly shocked, but I shouldn't have been shocked in that moment because they went from babies. She she went from pregnant to not pregnant to pregnant in like a day. <laughs> I shouldn't have been. So I feel like we we may get some heartbreaking scenes at the end where like maybe they get they get older than her at some point, you know? Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's not right. <laughs> I I think I think the significance of them aging is the fact that they're going to be able to probably age them older than her like you are saying. Yeah. And so then what happens if Wanda believes this reality so much and her kids are she's seeing them grow old and then they're taken away by either Nightmare, Agnes or Mephisto. That is going to completely break her down. And I think that's what's so exciting about seeing this scene, the kids age and also seeing the relationship between her and Agnes, because Agnes is probably the one that's edging her edging her on and saying pretty much that it's okay that you're using your powers. We need you to be strong and we need you to make these boys stronger for us, for whoever is going to take them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it's very reminiscent to the one of the final scenes in Interstellar. You know, where he comes yes. comes back, he sees his daughter, his daughter is on her deathbed, you know, and he's still, he's in his prime, he's an astronaut, you know, um, I feel like they're going to, they're going to hit us in that way, you know, at some point, man. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Let's now move on to the revelation that we discovered from Monica's clothes. Monica went back to her clothes that she was wearing in the hex and she makes a hypothesis basically saying that anything that goes in the hex has to fit the time period that Wanda has created. So, for example, when she was back in the 70s, her clothes matched the time frame. And because Wanda is controlling this, she's also protecting her at the same time. So what Monica ends up saying to Darcy and Jimmy Woo, who are the next big three. (laughs) <laughs> she ends up, up saying against Thanos, man. she ends up saying what if something goes in that does not require change hmm. Julius what did you think about this scene and the idea of sending in a drone 
from the 80s. It's just clever. It's clever, and I'm curious what else they will send that is uh, applicable to the times, you know? If they could pull, they could do really anything from that point, uh, pull in maybe old heroes or something, uh, whatever. Uh, I'm curious as to where that's going to go. And uh, it was cool seeing that old drone and the sequence that happened right afterwards. It was a bit too much to handle. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that wasn't the only clever thing about this scene. That was mm-hmm. not the only clever thing about this scene. I loved what Monica said. And here's what she said, who could be a possible reference to a Marvel character that we have been dying, dying to see. Monica says, after finding out this revelation and trying to get somebody to help her analyze the hex herself, she says, I know an aerospace engineer who'd be up for this challenge. Who could she be talking about, Julius? Who could she be talking about? I'll tell you who she could be talking about with just one image. Our main man, Reed Richards himself, Mr. Fantastic, coming in to help them figure out this crisis that Wanda has created. Julius, what do you think about the potential of Reed Richards coming in and debuting in WandaVision as one member of the Fantastic Four? It would be about damn time. (laughs) It would be about damn time. Uh, This show is setting so much in this world up. It's pretty astonishing how much they are setting up in this world. Like, like you really got to think about it. They're setting up the sword stuff, the, uh, the mutant stuff. It would make sense for them to set that up. And if they did introduce him in this, I would, I would be freaking out. I, and I feel like it would be the perfect opportunity to do it, especially if it was, and this actor is not someone who I've championed for, but I understand that he is a big uh, fan pick uh, for some reason. Uh, it would be, I feel, the ideal place to introduce John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. It's a big show. It's something people have been keeping their eyes on. It definitely is uh, a show made for fans of this lore. And that's a big fan favorite. And I heard we all heard that he was apparently talking to Marvel about something. And it would not make sense for it not to be that, you know, even though I don't think he's uh, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. I've talked in the past. I don't I've never seen it. I've never seen it as perfect. I've only seen fan art because of what the character calls for. But who knows? I mean, if he showed up in this and he was perfect and he was great, I'm not going to complain. You know, I'm not going to complain. And I think it'd just be a perfect opportunity. Look, we we need somebody with a great mind to analyze the situation. And maybe he's the one who makes the call to say, let's bring in Dr. Strange. He's the only one that can stop this. You know what I mean? Especially if this is like maybe pre-powers, um, because maybe he. Yeah, gets I think his it would be pre-powers. The... Yeah, pre-powers, because this could probably be the uh, probably where he gets exposed to cosmic radiation to be able to stretch mm. um, and stuff like that. Who knows? Maybe he's with the other crew. I, I don't know how they're gonna do it, but I would love to see. Yeah, I would love to see Reed Richards in this show, especially if we're if that's who Monica is specifically referring to. All eyes are on this show. Everybody is raving about this show. 
weekly. What better way to introduce Reed Richards that will get us more excited for when John Watts handles the Fantastic Four? I think it's just a great opportunity for setup and what a missed yeah. opportunity if it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Now, especially since uh, it would have to be pre-powers because it's two months after Endgame. W- w- where were they? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, where were they? Were yeah. they there? There were a lot of people there. I know that, but where were they? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get to some comments here that you guys have been writing. We'll get to the comments and then we'll continue with the spoiler discussion of WandaVision. Dallium says, excuse me. Okay, big reveal for WandaVision finally. Karen Page shows up from Ben Affleck's Daredevil. <laughs> JK. <laughs> oh, man. That, that'll be it. Ben Affleck shows up. I mean, he's been talking good about Marvel recently, man. They're good. Yeah. And they're dope. Bring me I know, right? <laughs> oh, that's amazing, Dalian. Thank you so much for that. Alex Corey says, I'm with Julius. It can be fun to guess what happens next, but part of the fun is just enjoying the ride as we see it. I agree with him also. You know, like, for example, like, every, Angel and I are in a group chat with our friend Daniel, and every week it seems he's going to message us saying, Man, I was born in 85, bro. We never had this shit, bro. I can't believe it. I'm in the Matrix, bro. Like, like that's that's part of the fun of being in this, you know, weekly thing. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. As much as I love learning about movie news stuff and and stuff, um, sometimes I like to hold back because I wanna I wanna experience it. You know, I don't. It. I guarantee you, if none of us knew about the confirmed casting of Evan Peters as Quicksilver, our our experience would have been heightened to a completely different level. Nobody knew about Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. And when it happened... 40 k by the way. Sorry. You know, <laughs> nobody <laughs> knew. And when we all saw it, we all lost our damn minds, right? Uh, with Evan Peters, we were all expecting it. It was still exciting because the execution, and that's what's important, the execution was handled perfectly. Um, but I guarantee you, if we didn't know about the casting of uh, Evan Peters, we would yeah. have lost our complete I, minds. I actually forgot that he was in the show. And it's ironic because the the day that that episode came out, I, wa- I was watching the X-Men films, including the one where he's introduced Days of Future Past, which made it even more like, what the what the <laughs> like what the f yeah <laughs> jamil two trill says that'd be dope to the mr fantastic showing up in wandavision oh. yeah yeah i completely agree with dope. you God, i completely I agree with you thank you jamil for joining us and sharing your thoughts you are awesome here's actually a question for the i actually have a question for the chat to answer would if mr fantastic or Mr. Dr. Richards showed up in the show. Would you want him and his family to have the powers or not at this That's point? A great question. That's a great question. Everybody well, in the chat. You guys. Yeah, everybody in the chat, feel free to answer that and we'll we'll show it on here. Martin Gonzalez joins us. Thank you so much, Martin. You are awesome. He says, Agnes says that Wanda can't control children when Billy and Tommy grow up. But I think she means all children. That's why there are no children in Westview. Hmm. That's very interesting. Agnes says that Wanda can't control children, just mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, so children are kind of like the free spirits of this of this reality. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's they, really they, awesome. Oh man, that's that could 
I'm about to get in the speculation game right now, but we're going to get some like, like the outsiders type episode or the uh, Lord of the flies type episode, the Goonies episode where the kids rise up or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Two more comments here and then we'll continue our spoiler discussion. Okay. Alex, Alex Corey says goofy theory. What if Agnes is actually doc Ock since Catherine Hahn plays her in spider verse. I actually just <laughs> learned that she played. I couldn't believe when I found Me out neither. she was uh, Olivia Octavius. Yeah, yeah. She'd look fine in that suit. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a really great iteration of Doc Ock. I thought it was a refreshing portrayal. She was awesome, man. She was awesome as Doc Ock. And Spider Verse, yeah. it was a masterpiece, guys. You remember when we were in the theater? I remember exactly when we were in the theater in that moment watching Spider Verse and. She like she reveals herself. Everyone in the theater in that when she reveals herself as Ock was freaking out like, no way. Did they <laughs> yeah, actually right? just sneak in Doc Ock in this movie? And no one cared that she was a woman. No, no one, one cared about it because yeah. it was it was a perfect reveal. It was a perfect reveal. It was scary. It was. Chilling, yeah. You out know? of her mind. Absolutely mind blowing. I love it so much. <laughs> Uh, T.W. says, maybe Mr. Fantastic is yeah. the Luke Skywalker. Yeah, see? T.W. knows what's up. The you know, win. T.W., I love this, and we appreciate you for this comment because it makes me think, you know what? Yes, who would be the Luke Skywalker level cameo in this? There are limited options to this, right? There, for, yeah, me, there for, for me, I instantly think Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine like you've been sending me through our messenger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think, right? but I think, how awesome would it be if they actually went with Mister Fantastic as the Luke level cameo, somebody who's deserved respect for the past twenty years? I think that would put him on a legendary status already. If he yeah. just got that moment in WandaVision where he says, "I'm Reed Richards and I'm here to help." I, you know? I agree. Whoa! I agree because I think it would be also very telling. Of the way that his story would uh, evolve. You know, Angel and I agree that the Fantastic Four needs to be the heart of this new MCU because they are, I feel, the heart of Marvel Comics in the very beginning. I've said it plenty of times. Plenty of people have said it over the decades that the Fantastic Four have been around. They started it, essentially. They started yeah. the world as it, as it is now. Sure, you had Captain America in the 40s, but watch any interview with Stan Lee. He said, look, I had to make something. Justice League was out. I needed a team. And this was the one. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, baby. All right, let's get to the last question. And then we'll go back into the spoiler discussion. And we'll get back to more questions after that. So everybody who's watching, thank you so much. Feel free to put in your questions, your thoughts. And we'll read it out loud here. You are all the greatest of all time. Alex Corey says, I wouldn't mind if they had powers already. We didn't need to see how Spidey got powers in the MCU. That's true. That's fair. That's fair enough. That's just Spidey was in that last Spidey was in that last fight, though. That's right. But that's just <laughs> that's just straight up facts, Alex. That's true. Alex, you a G for that, man. Straight up facts. Love that. Love that MCU knowledge. And you make our content greater. Thank you so much. Let's move into our spoiler discussion and continue this. I absolutely love this, man. I'm so hyped. This scene here was absolutely crazy, Julius. And this scene Aww. was when Vision was at work. And he uncovers something absolutely sinister, man. Vision has the ability to wake up Norm. 
at work. If you guys remember correctly, it is right here where he has this mental breakdown after Vision wakes him up. Julius, what do you think about this scene here and why is it significant as a viewer? Uh, well, by the way, I love that his name is Norm. Some normal guy. <laughs> right? Norm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, it reminded me so much of Black Mirror. You know, it just reminded yes. me so much of that show and how uh, terrifying it can get. And I I didn't know he had that power. To do, to do, I feel like the Vision can just do anything because uh, <laughs> he's Stark technology. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, I think that it was a really well acted scene. It showed the, the, the ruthlessness of, well, one thing that was very distinct about that scene was that he wouldn't name Wanda. He just kept on referring to her. So that could mm. really be, that doesn't necessarily have to be Wanda. Uh, and that's actually a kind of segue to something that I'm sure we're going to talk about in a bit. The, uh, yes. the scene with, um, with all the agents versus Wanda. So we'll, we'll get into that definitely, but I feel like it's very open-ended. It's smart. It leaves you hanging just the way that this whole show has been doing so far, but I, I feel like it's still up in the air, whether he was talking about Wanda because when she was confronted about it, she didn't, she claimed to have not known what vision was talking about. You know? Dude, you just blew my mind with what you just said because now I have another crazy theory about what could possibly <laughs> We're happen. Getting back into the speculation, <laughs> and we'll and we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a bit. You guys all know what I'm talking uh, about. That epic scene where Wanda came out and talked to all the agents and stuff like that. But back to head. this scene. Back to this scene here with Norm and Vision. I absolutely loved this scene. I thought it was frightening, and I loved everything that he was saying. Norm was basically saying. Make her stop. Make her stop. I've had no control over my body. I need to call somebody. I need to call my family. I miss them. I haven't talked to them. I've been gone forever. And that's what I really loved about this scene is that it's another indicator that Vision is coming more, becoming more self-aware and is going to potentially free these people and free himself from Wanda's control. I love the acting here too as well because it went from that classic acting style yeah. to like a very modern contemporary mm -hmm. you know black mirror vibe and then back into the sitcom style i just thought it was very impressive yeah man. brilliant it, it went from a very theater-esque type of acting to more cinematic which is like some the way this show deals with tone is so brilliant you know just yeah. constantly they're changing throughout this episode it's highlighted where they're changing the aspect ratio they're changing the way the scene is shot the settings the sets the characters everything yeah uh i i completely love it um i also love the scene that happened right after uh vision uh, uh woke up norm and this was the scene between wanda and the two and the two twins this is an image from the opening but there yeah. was a very significant scene between these family members here um wanda is basically teaching her kids her twins speed and wiccan that family, or tommy and billy let's be yeah or tommy and billy yeah for now <laughs> that that family is forever mm -hmm. you know and i really love that message i love that this show completely operates as a sitcom with very good ideals because this episode dealt with family, the significance of it, and also the meaning of death and, yeah. and, and, and how we can overcome that. So it works as a sitcom and it also works as an MCU building block. But I love that she said family is forever 
And what was their response? Their response to their mother was, Mom, do you have a brother? Mm-hmm. And the reaction on Elizabeth Olsen's face was impeccable. I think yeah. she's absolutely killing Priceless. it with her acting. Julius, what did you think about this scene and the revelation of the brothers asking about their uncle? Um, I think that it was integral to where we left off. Yeah. Like this was an episode about family, like you said, siblings, how we deal with death. It reminded me a lot of how sitcoms or um, family-oriented shows would get into much darker themes. There's this one heartbreaking scene from Sesame Street where Big Bird learns about a friend of the streets who died, right? Mm. And it's these like Gordon and all these people talking to him about what that means, you know? And I was reminded of that. And I felt that they're just, as the decades go on in the show and the television changes, so do the themes of the episodes, right? What they cover completely evolves, you know? And I think it's brilliant. Like you're not going to get something as uh, poignant as Mm -hmm. the themes in this in the first episode, right? The first episode feels more like Twilight Zone than anything. And now with this, I'm just so excited to see where it goes in the next episode alone. I know we have four more. <laughs> we have plenty of episodes left, right? I know. But I feel like it's just going to get heavier and heavier and more profound as it goes on. And about the performances, there are plenty of actors here that need Emmy nominations at least. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At least. And uh, Elizabeth Olsen is one of them. Yeah, I think this the, this episode of WandaVision, episode five, definitely solidifies that this episode is worthy of some Emmy nominations for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get and we'll get to the main scene as to why. But before we get into, I think, the climax of this episode, and you all know what I'm talking about. Let's get to a couple of your comments that you guys have written to us. Thank you so much for this. Alex Corey says, I wouldn't mind if they had powers already. Oh, sorry. I already read oh, that we one. Are- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for that, Alex. Uh, TW says, I just followed you, Angel, on Letterboxd. Oh, thanks, TW. You're awesome for that. Thank you. I'll make sure to follow you back on Letterboxd as well. For those of you who don't know about Letterboxd, it's a great app where you can log in your uh, movie watching, your reviews, and stuff like that. So, Go ahead, get that app. It is awesome, especially if you love cinema. TW, thank you so much for that. I'll go ahead and follow you back. Amazing. Alex here says, also, I wonder what Monica has against Carol Danvers now. Mm. You, you want to go first, Angel? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what it could be, but I think it's very interesting. I think it could potentially be the fact that maybe Carol was off world during those five years. Um, that everybody was gone. Um, so well, she, so was Monica. Monica was dusted also. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh then I wouldn't know then. I wouldn't know mm. to be honest. I wouldn't know. Maybe maybe she. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I, I think it'd just be very interesting to see. I just always thought in my head maybe she thought that Carol. She felt like Carol left her. Um, yeah. Maybe she wasn't there for her. Um, maybe because she didn't see her for those two months that she was kind of getting used to things. She was thinking, where has Carol been this entire time? Oh, that's a good that's a good idea. I mean, I feel like it's probably because Carol has been off in space for twenty over two twenty years at yeah. this point, and um, 
that could leave a mark on someone not seeing you for your whole adult life. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's a good theory. Also, when everyone got snapped back, where, what Carol didn't look me or my mom up. What you wait, Carol was alive, but she wasn't there when my mom died. Mm -hmm. Ho hold up. You know, yeah, that that's be pretty what, heavy. That's probably what it is too, because her mom was sick for a long time with cancer. Yeah. And maybe, maybe Carol was just never there. You know, she was in space probably... dealing with everyone else's stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's probably why yeah. she was really upset. You know? So I think, I just think that the, that because they're already setting that up, seeing their conflict and secret invasion will be very interesting. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Cody said, Cody says, referring to the scene where the twins say, do you have a brother? That scene was intense. And Wanda doesn't mess around. <laughs> Don't mess around. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, he also God. says, my body can't handle when Wanda will potentially lose her children. Oh, that's going to be my body messed up, dude. Yeah, I, I am afraid to watch that. I'm going to be SpongeBob eating his hands out of the popcorn bucket. That's going to be me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be the guy sitting next to Angel says, excuse me, sir. I want to apologize ahead of time for my ugliness. <laughs> Am I ugly? <laughs> no problem, dear uh, boy. Uh, I love that episode so much, man. Once there was an ugly barnacle. He was so ugly that everybody died. The end. <laughs> oh, man. Out of my way. Out of my way. Can't you see he's trying to kick my butt? <laughs> oh, man. I love SpongeBob. Uh, final comment before we continue the spoiler discussion, and then we'll go back into comments later on. TJ or TW says, "My name is Marmar Oatmeal on Letterbox." <laughs> oh, I thought he. Okay, I thought we had a psycho in the chat. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> no offense, man. I thought that was your. I thought you were claiming your ID. <laughs> no, I love that TW. I'll make sure to follow you. Thank you so much. We really that appreciate you. That is a cool you. nickname, though. Yeah. So now let's move on to the climax of WandaVision and you know what I'm talking about here this is when Wanda took out the drone that they sent in and the director of S.W.O.R.D. was like take the shot and Wanda was not having any of that today she was like you will all be dealt with and we got this iconic oh. scene in the MCU Ooh. Julius what were your first thoughts on this scene here break it down for me my friend Okay, so let's break it down. So she had enough. She came out with the toy because that's what it was at that point. It was a toy drone. Um, from what I – it was very fast cut, but did it have Stark Industries on the uh, – as a logo on it? It did. Oh, see, so they messed up right there. They, are, they already <laughs> messed up right there. So she comes out. It's – broken it's on fire it looks like it's about to explode they all aim at her like they're on some modern warfare type deal but they're all aiming their weaponry at her she's telling them to get out of there leave her alone she's not doing anything wrong they say no you know you're holding people hostage and then she conjures them all to aim at the head of sword it's intense she leaves. She does this crazy magic stuff with the wall, the perimeter, and everyone is freaked out. Now, I brought the scene up earlier because I feel like there is something underhanded going on here. Uh, and we're getting into the speculation once again, but 
I don't think that that is Wanda. Whoa! I, I don't think that's her. And I think there are some subtle tells. She had her costume on, right? Yep. She had her accent again, which we hadn't heard since uh, Age of Ultron. You know? Yeah. She kind of left it behind. And the idea that the Russo brothers said was that apparently she was leaving it behind so she could get more into the spy life. She had to have a more plain accent so she could be, I don't know. That's what their reasoning was. Um, but she had her accent. She had the costume. She was much more vicious. She said, none of you are getting in. And the scene that followed was a continuation of what was going on with uh, her and the kids. Now yeah. that, that could have easily, I love that it's open-ended because it's been seen that she can automatically switch clothes, do stuff with reality. So it could have easily been her, right? Yes. Her pissed off, but they left that scene open-ended for a reason when wow. the drone went offline. So I feel like, you know what? I feel like that could either be Agnes or it could be Ralph who could end up being Mephisto. She was wearing red, bruh. Yo, I don't know. I mean, we're getting, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting really heavy into speculation, but Dude, I don't know. That, that's crazy. I love that. Cause I didn't even think of that initially, but now that you mentioned that, I feel like that is a very clear possibility that that could be somebody else, especially because I mean, anything is possible, right? We right? saw the last shot of this episode. Anything is possible. So if that is indeed somebody else and not Wanda, it makes sense because of how she was behaving, right? Yeah. Because she was absolutely terrifying. She was full-on villain. She was more frightening than Thanos himself. Yeah. I got to be honest. In this scene, she was more frightening than Thanos himself. Um, if it was Wanda, <laughs> which I think it possibly it, – it, it could be Wanda. It's Wanda, Yeah, right? it could be. Um, I, I loved it. I love what she yeah. did here. This was the Scarlet Witch. This was arguably the greatest scene in the entire series so far because we know where it's all leading to into complete madness and that's what she was she was insanity just look at her face here man yeah look look at the eyes look at all the the guns on her she <laughs> is not having it and i love it because we really get to understand her viewpoint where she's saying no this is my home Mm -hmm. This is the last warning and I have what I want and nothing, nothing will ever take that from me ever again. Yeah, man. Dude, chills. See, that's the thing. Absolute the show, chills. She it, was it, scary as hell. It's left so ambiguously. It's smart. It's The way it's filmed is so smart that it could be either one right now. It could be either one right now, especially with the shot that followed. There was a commercial break, but then the shots that followed were just a continuation of what was going on with the A-plot, which was them finding uh, the dog, you know? Yep. And yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's insane. But one thing I actually want to bring up very quickly, okay? I think everyone's focusing on the Mephisto theories right now. I don't think anyone is asking the more important question in regards to this. Okay. Are you ready? Is the chat ready? Is everyone ready? Who in this show is a scrawl? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought this up. Why? Because 
Uh, bingo! I have your answer right here, Julius. Oh, man, we're on the same page, man. Who is a damn scroll? Uh, there's a possibility that director Tyler Hayward could be a scroll. But, yeah, Julius, maybe that boy. wasn't your answer. Tell me, elaborate, my friend. I, I didn't have an answer. I was just thinking someone's <laughs> got to be a scroll here. Because they're setting up sword. They're setting, dude, they're setting up the lineup that they released on basically, you know, they are setting up at nearly everything. Dr. Strange two, Spider-Man three, uh, X-Men, possibly fantastic Four, secret invasion, secret wars. If you really want to get deep into it, I feel like secret invasion. And I've said it in the, I said it in the last one, I believe secret invasion may very well be the event uh, oh, yeah. series where it brings everyone's together you have to set that up oh, you yeah. have to without it they basically did in far from home at, at the the far the, the captain marvel far from home they've done it someone here i think has to be a scroll so we know that this it's an invasion you know mm, it has yeah. to be an invasion at this point and oh yeah and yeah. when when what a better time to infiltrate when people when half the galaxy is gone right yeah you know, maybe director Hayward was the one who disappeared and snapped away. And a scroll was the one that came back and fulfilled that role and is now running sword. I think that would completely make sense. Here are some of the comments. Uh, once we talked about director Hayward as a scroll, TW says, Oh my God. <laughs> Dude. Like big fat liar. Oh my God. Yeah. Cody says, Oh my. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Alex Corey says I didn't even think of scrolls I just love that the MCU is back <laughs> yes I mean I mean I'm with you Alex I'm with you you are all amazing in the live chat right now you guys are the MVPs thank you so much everything is poseable what a name yes I completely agree with you. Everything's possible and everything is posable. I have hot toys myself. I know what you're talking about. Everything is posable. I don't Love have hot toys. I just <laughs> I pose different things. Yeah, everything is posable says I thought the same thing. That one was not her. Referring to Wanda coming out of the hex and dealing with the oh, sword, okay, okay. sword agents. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's like complete yin and yang of Wanda at that point. You know, you have the yeah. housewife, you have the villain at that point. I don't know, man. Keep an eye out. Yeah. Yeah. She's absolutely crazy. <laughs> Cody says Wanda looked the same as she did in Endgame. And she was acting the same. Yeah. She was definitely acting the same. She kind of does look the same. Uh, the yeah. exact same as, as WandaVision. That's a really good point, Corey. Or Cody. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, Cody. That's a really good point. I mean, it, it, it's most likely her. We're just speculating here and geeking out because that's exactly what we do here and get more hype because it gets hey, us more man. excited about all these possibilities. Who, who's the master of trickery? It's not Loki, bro. It's it's the devil. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a devil. There's all, you know, there's also a possibility that maybe it wasn't Mephisto. Maybe it was Agnes. Maybe, Agnes maybe it could very well be Agnes. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But you want to start yeah. introducing Ralph. You know, if if Ralph is going to end up being the devil, you got to introduce him in some way, you know? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And referring to the scene where Wanda comes out, Alex says, I saw someone on Twitter compare the scene with Wanda confronting the sword troops to the scene in the first X-Men movie oh, yeah. when Magneto faces all the cops. I love that parallel. Yo, what? <laughs> That's so right. I I was partially reminded of that because the day, like I said, the day of the episode's release, I watched 
because Disney Plus has some of the X-Men movies. I watched yes. X-Men's 1, 2, and Days of Future Past. And because oh, yes. of this, and, and, and because of this episode that just came out, I decided to get through X-Men Apocalypse because I had to come correct <laughs> for the discussion. <laughs> so yeah, I completely thought that. And that's a great scene from X-Men, dude. Oh, so great. I, I think Magneto says something like, uh, uh, you like you sapiens and your guns or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a homo sapiens and your guns. Yes. <laughs> Dude, yes. Ian McKellen, a legend, bro. Ian McKellen, a legend, bro. I saw prove post, it and kill I, me. <laughs> I saw that post that you said where you were like, this is some <laughs> underrated cast, casting. Patrick Stewart oh, yeah. and Ian McKellen. I completely it agree, really man. Is. That, like, I, if you want to take comic characters and say, okay, who do we cast, right? That. I know, right? <laughs> 100%. TW says, I think Vision is going to give himself up oh, at the end of the show. That's definitely a possibility. That's really great thinking, TW. Mm-hmm. I think he'll either give himself up, he'll sacrifice himself, he'll stop Wanda. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of great possibilities there. I just love what they're doing with yeah. the character. That's a good point. Like, what could Vision's uh, future be post? Is this the final Vision story we're getting, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. A, another, a third death may be anticlimactic if he makes it through this show, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. It says Vision is not making it out. Yeah. There's a great possibility for that. Great possibility yeah. for that. And Alex says, if anything, this episode made me want to rewatch all the x-men movies yeah right especially the ones with evan peters in that oh yeah sorry so i I think there's a lag angel i'm sorry if i'm interrupting oh no that's all good that's all good (laughs) i was just gonna say that's exactly what this episode is all about that's exactly what this episode is all about kevin feige isn't just some fan of the comics my boy kevin feige is also a masterful producer yeah. He is somebody who has produced a lot of Marvel properties and someone who gets some of that cheddar cheese dough whenever people go and rewatch those movies that now Disney owns. I mean, that's exactly what – it's just so brilliant how he's able to market yeah. you know, past and future movies because now guess what? We're going to want to rewatch the X-Men movies to have a better appreciation for what they're setting up, which is the multiverse. And to think that he produced those X-Men films, you know, to think like those, he was on that. And now he's fixing other franchises that got, you know, kind of messed up by the end <laughs> yeah. that weren't his. Yep. And Alex, Alex, uh, he echoes your sentiments, especially the ones with Evan Peters, which are godly. Yeah, They're can we godly, talk, man. Can we talk about why Evan Peters looks so much like Johnny Depp? Dude, it's actually insane. We will get to that when we get to Evan Peters. Yeah. We will get to that. But Cody says, Evan Peters Multiverse Madness. That's the movie. I'm I'm actually down for that film. Just him just going t- through. Just title that. Let's get to the last question here before we continue our spoiler discussion. TW says, wait a minute. What if Logan shows up? Okay. Okay. You're That's gonna, everything. You're going to kill me. <laughs> I'm going to look like your icon. Okay. Look like Gordon. Okay, <laughs> dude. If Logan Wolverine shows up in WandaVision, you know I'm dying. You know I'm dying, dude. What if what if Angel and I've been messaging each other just Wolverine pictures all yeah. day? Yeah, we're manifesting it together, my brother. 
We're manifesting it together. But uh, let's get let's finish let's wrap up this part of the discussion where we're yes. talking about Tyler ha- Tyler Hayward, director of Sword. Oh yeah, we this didn't is, get into th- that. This is him right here. I just want to say right off the bat, I hate this guy. I yeah. hate this guy. <laughs> great actor, right? He's great at making us hate him. But I hate this guy, Julius. <laughs> this guy is acting like Alexander Prick. Pierce. He's acting like Alexander Pierce, Robert Redford in uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier, and yeah, I do truly is. I do truly believe that he is a he is a scroll because he's there to create conflict and divide. Okay, so the thing I learned from the Secret Invasion storyline from the comics is that which was a very big event secret invasion was a very big event in the marvel universe comics where it was set after the superhuman civil war where sides were split where the registration act was there the avengers of cap side were underground while tony stark side were running the show so we find out in a volume of actually i have it right in my chest right here of New Avengers, which is the uh, team where Luke Cage is the underground and he's leading their, his own team and they're going to fight ninjas, the hand. They find out that the person running the hand, Elektra, is a scroll. She dies in the fight and sh- her form appears and she's a scroll. And at that point, the big hysteria in the comic world is scrolls are invading. Everyone is freaking out. No one knows who to trust. Doctor Strange has to do this uh, this session with everyone where he uses magic to reveal their true forms. So he gets his team together and everyone's lifted because like you'd be revealed if you were a scroll. So mm-hmm. everyone is on edge. No one knows who to uh, no one knows who to trust. Right. The actually the tagline of Secret Invasion was trust no one. Right. right. So I'm not going to spoil who the big bad scroll was revealed to be in that story. But everyone assumed it was Tony Stark because he was the bad guy in the Civil War situation, right? Right. Um, in my experience, it's always the person you least expect or the person you most medium suspect. <laughs> so I feel like it could be a bit obvious that this guy is a scroll. I could see that happening, which is why I don't think it'll happen. I think it might be someone a bit more heartbreaking, honestly. I could see it being someone like Jimmy Woo. No, yeah. no, please. Yeah. Please. Don't I could break my eye. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like that's that's one of those choices that's kind of like, what? Like, look at how this grown ass man reacted to me suggesting the idea. <laughs> Dude, I would be, I would be broken, Julius. I would be broken. Did you not see the scene where he was carrying coffee to Darcy and Monica? And he the was real, so happy. <laughs> the real Jimmy Woo could never get the card trick down. No! He could no. only be an imposter. I could feel I feel like it could be him or just someone, some ancillary character. Um, maybe some of the extras in the maybe Agnes. Everyone's thinking it's gonna be this character from the comics. Maybe she's a scrawl, actually, you know? You know, like I feel like the scrolls, you gotta keep him oh, not Jimmy. <laughs> TW says not Jimmy as a scroll. Dude, that would be heartbreaking. But again, I think that's just a great outside like outside of the box thinking choice that you have that would best serve the story. Right? It would best progress the story. And I think you need somebody like that. A revelation like that where yes, he's a fan favorite, but what if Jimmy Jimmy Wool 
Jimmy Woo really is a scroll, then it's like, yeah, that tugs at the heartstrings, and it's like, okay, what happens next now? What is this character going to do next? Man, yeah. that, that just sounds crazy. TW also says he looks so happy. <laughs> Delivery copy to his friends. Yeah, I, I just said that. I that's exactly that's exactly how happy now, he looked. I, I could be completely wrong. I do love the way he looked when he was delivering the coffee, okay? Like <laughs> I don't wanna be correct, but I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. There's this great period in the Secret Wars book where it was um like they got Hank Pym. They got Hank Pym as and they replaced him with the scrawl. But mm-hmm. the thing is, when a scroll takes a hero, they have to assume the, everything about them, the IQ, the memories, the emotional states, the everything. And Hank Pym was so smart that he kept on figuring out he was a scroll. So they had to keep replacing him in the comic. It, like, I want that type of uh, precision when the Secret Invasion stuff comes out. Oh, that'd be great, dude. Put Michael Douglas in that show, man. Yeah, exactly. Put Michael Douglas in that show, dude. The the fact that the MCU has Mikey, Michael Douglas, it still blows me away. I mean, I think Secret Invasion really could be like the event, man, on te- on television. It could be the event, especially if you have yeah. characters from Agents of Shield, you know, which I gotta catch up on. I gotta watch it because I know for a fact. I think Kev- Kevin is doing what we all know, what we all want. You know what I mean? <laughs> is is Quake gonna show up in Secret Avengers with Carol and Monica? Dude, you know, that and, could happen. And Jimmy, I'm and not Jimmy. gonna spoil. I'm not gonna spoil how the show ended, but something could happen like that. I'm not gonna say. You gotta catch up. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to for sure. But uh, let's move on to the next uh, aspect of this episode, which is actually the commercial. And you know I love commercials, Julius. Commercial breaks from the MCU. I will stick around for the commercials. I will not <laughs> change. The channel here. <laughs> why was this commercial significant? I'll tell you why. And we'll break oh, it down shit. for everybody here. This is the commercial we got. We got the Lagos <laughs> brand. Oh, the, the leading brand in, you know, cleaning up a mess that you didn't mean to make. Julius, yeah. why was this commercial significant for the audience to witness? Look, man, we all make mistakes. Okay. But it takes a real dick to keep hammering your mistake at you like that. <laughs> like 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 Ross, General Ross, when he started showing all those vi- those images of of evidence as to why the Avengers are a bad idea, including Sokovia and Lagos, is like bro, chill. So obviously, uh tragedy struck Lagos in the beginning of Captain America's Civil War. Yeah. Uh crossbones decided to take himself out and everyone around him with him. And what's her name? Uh, um, Wanda, she did her best in getting him out, but in her act, he he just combusted, took out a whole building, and she harbors a lot of guilt, you know? I bet she wished she had some of those paper towels that day. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's oh, yeah. it's such a clever nod to something so horrific could be so funny and like dark. Like that's yeah. some really dark humor for the show to do, you know? It is. And notice how the <laughs> spill is red, like blood. I know, right? Like you know? blood on our hands. I, I love that. I love I love the attention to detail in this show and, and that's why I think it is so sophisticated and I think a lot of people are giving it credit for. Um yeah. there there really are details in everything. 
really. Uh, what's so significant about this commercial is, like Julia said, there's an event in Civil War, Captain America Civil War, where Wanda ends up killing innocent people in the building, uh, trying to save others on the floor. It was an explosion. Um, and she's just never been able to let that go. You know, the commercial strictly states when you make a mess, you didn't mean to. And that's exactly how she feels. She didn't mean to get those people killed in the line of action. Um, but what separates the way that she thinks about her actions in Captain America is if you remember, and I love this moment. This is one of my favorite moments in a comic book, in a comic book movie. Captain America says, you can't always save everyone. It's part of the job, you know. And I love that because it just shows how durable Captain America is and that he's so free-spirited to keep continuing to save as many lives as he possibly can because there's nothing less that he'll accept. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. But Wanda hasn't grasped that yet. It's too hard for her because it's relatable. A lot yeah. of us, when we, when we lose someone or we feel like we've done something and it's completely our fault, it's hard to cope with. It's yeah. hard to cope with. It's hard to mentally be strong. This show is about Wanda learning to become mentally stronger or it's or about weaker. her or weaker or weaker. And that's what I really love. And that actually leads us into our next scene here because it, it continues on the theme of what life means on how to how to react to certain things. So this scene here with Wanda and her twins what ends up happening is their dog, Sparky, ended up dying. And we learned that there are rules in life that are set and that you can't reverse life and bring someone back from the dead. Julius, what did you think about this scene? We have Agnes in this scene. We have Vision in this scene appear. We have the twins and then we have Sparky who died. And Wanda is telling these twins, we can't reverse death basically it's unnatural mm. and we just have to move on what do you think about this scene it's uh telling but you know there's something really uh profound in it it's like you know who could reverse the death the lord of the dead mm. 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 i mean i feel like that that theme in this episode was very significant not only because of what happens at the very end not only because of, you know, the big reveal and, you know, the, the dog dying and vision being come coming back. I, I don't know, man. I feel like they're setting up something pretty big. I know. Right. And, yeah. and the thing is, what I loved about this scene, too, is that it made me think about Doctor Strange mm -hmm. and it made me think about Chiwetel Ejiofor as Baron Mordo, because if you guys remember what happens in that movie baron gets so upset with dr strange and the ancient one about basically cheating death all the time that he feels like there's an unnatural balance of order in life and he needs to correct it that's why he <laughs> says there are too many sorcerers right so i love that this scene actually potentially teased the return the return of baron mordo you know showing up in dr strange in the multiverse of madness and oh, i also man. love I also love that those lines of like, we can't bring people back from the dead were direct reference to Pietro, who was the brother of Wanda, and also Vision, who was standing right next to her as she's teaching her boys this important life lesson and how to move on. Don't age yet, kids. Please don't age. It's important for you guys to accept that your dog has died. You move on and you become stronger. Don't just accelerate your life. Don't use your powers to try to overcome it. Use your innate internal internal strength 
because mm-hmm. you can do it. You can do it. I love that, man. Very powerful scene. Very significant scene here. Yeah. And, of course, it leads us into probably my second favorite scene of this episode, which is the argument between Vision and Wanda here. Julius, take it away. What did you think about this scene here, and why do you think it deserves several Emmy nominations and wins? Um, This is definitely a scene <laughs> that felt, <laughs> it felt like one of the more human moments in this world you know uh really the the stuff that they're given is written so well and they're they're acting on that you know it's treated very seriously it feels like it came out of a family drama you know and that's what this show i think is really more about being a family drama and their performances are exceptional i love how they use the the, the television format against each other you know how a vision is you know uh, acknowledging it everything that's going on just saying it up in front like dude you're controlling this person you the credits you know you're going to change everything again for the next day and she is in complete either denial or she just doesn't know what he's talking about mm-hmm. and, and i love that it comes off either way right you really don't know whether she is in control or out of control, whether she's lying or telling the truth. Her performance is that mm. good and the and the material is that strong. And I think it was just a really, like I was worried, you know, I was worried. It was yeah. like watching parents argue. And <laughs> I felt like that would be the emotional climax of the episode. But then something else had to happen at the very end, you know? Yeah. Which even freaked me out more and was and I realized at that moment, like, oh, so every episode is going to be like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, totally. Uh before I share my thoughts on the conflict between Vision and Wanda, I want to read some comments. Okay. TW says, I'm going to get offline. See you legends tomorrow. Thank you so much, you TW. Too, we sir. really appreciate you. We really appreciate you. Very kind words. You are a legend. And you are officially knighted as a goat. We'll see you tomorrow on the replay. And we look forward to seeing you on our future live streams, which I hope you all participate in because you all make this the greatest community of all time. Thank you for the questions, TW. Cody says, the commercials are representations of Wanda's tragedies. Correct. Yeah, beautifully (laughs) said. Yeah, beautifully said. I completely agree. I think they are representations of Wanda's tragedies. You look at some of the first commercials, the toaster, you know, created by Stark, um, the watch that says Hydra on it. Uh, they're all associated with her past, and uh, it's just very important um, to highlight uh, just how much suffering is going on in her mind, uh, and it's yeah. very impressive how they're displaying it. And also, I mean, it's just—it's almost as if she's torturing herself or being tortured by someone else. You know, those yeah. little breaks, the little detail. It, it's actually a really nuanced idea because I feel like when we're dealing with guilt, the it, it's not the big picture that really gets us. It's the little things in life that like the little things that act as reminders that can put us on those paths of, yeah. of even more guilt, you know? Yeah. So it's a really smart idea to put it in subliminally in the commercials like that. Yeah, and it's just so crazy 
how the MCU is making it up as they go with Wanda. What better way to do oh, it? We yeah, just don't okay. know. We just don't know what to expect. You think they're DC? <laughs> uh, Cody says, give me a Jimmy Woo X-Files series. I need that. I need that, Cody. I'm totally there for it. I'm totally there for it. 100%. <laughs> Cody also says, Doctor Strange appearance, question mark. Double eye emoji. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. That's all we want, Cody. We've come to bargain, and that's exactly <laughs> what we asked in exchange is for Doctor Strange to come in and you save know, the day. At this point, just get the Avengers in there. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, totally. <laughs> but uh, back to this scene between Vision and Wanda. Oof. What What I absolutely loved about it is that Vision, for the first time, is kind of coming to the rescue, really. I, I really do see that we see um, acts of heroism here because he's basically telling Wanda, hey, you have hostages here, and they are all in pain. I've seen it. You can't control me the way that you control them. And you need to stop this because this is wrong. This yeah. is completely wrong. Norm, back at work, when I woke him up, he has a family he has to get to outside of Westview, and you are preventing him from seeing his family. Yeah. You know, what is wrong with you, basically? And you see them fly up in the air, and she's like, you challenge me and stuff like that. You've never yelled at me like this before. This is so crazy. And I just really loved the uh, climatic nature of this scene. You get great acting from Paul Bettany, who I think delivered some of the best acting that he's done so far in the MCU regarding the vision character mm -hmm. and, and uh, just a list able to express i love it completely man um you also get to see how scared vision is vision is so scared he's full of confusion and fear he has no recollection of who he is and i think that makes him all the more tragic as a character and allows us as viewers to connect with him and I think it explains and warrants why he's yelling at Wanda like he has never before because it's all hitting him at the same time. Like this something is completely off and it's not okay. And yeah. you are probably the source of this, Wanda. I mean you think about where he started off, you know, how he was created. And the, there's this one great I feel shot where it's him looking at his own reflection and then at the city down below Avengers Tower – you just think about that to where he is now. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I yeah. completely agree. And now let's get to the finale the, of this the spoiler moment. discussion. The spoiler moment of WandaVision episode five. Here it is, everybody. It is Evan what? Peters as Quicksilver, baby. Julius. Julius, yeah. what was your reaction to seeing Evan Peters as Quicksilver? And everybody in the chat, share what you instantly thought. How was your reaction to Quicksilver, Evan Peters showing up? What was my reaction? Okay, my reaction was... And then, <laughs> and then, and then I sent this directly to Angel while he was at work. <laughs> I was doing my best Caesar impression. 
like like it's a snuff film or something, dude. I was taken hostage by Marvel for a couple seconds. Whoa, that's how it felt. Um, I was shot. I literally thought that was Aaron Taylor Johnson for a second, but Marvel said, "Now you done." <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring in the one that the Quicksilver that everyone likes a bit better. That was unbelievable. It's maybe the most meta moment in this show. And I think it it's it, I think it's absolutely genius. I think it's absolutely genius. The line one of my favorite lines in this episode is when Kat Dennings looks at him and says, She recasted him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that once again, what, she's act she's acting like an avatar for the audience. Yeah, because well, because a to them, it's like okay, who's that? To us, it's it's him. Yep. Wait, this has larger implications than any character, including Wanda, understands at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was actually shot. I was sitting. I was laying right there on my bed, having watched Days of Future Past just a couple hours before. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no way, dude. No way. And then today, earlier today, I decided to watch Apocalypse just for the scenes with him. What? Yeah. Like what? Speechless. Yeah. I'm speechless. I was actually shocked. I was, <laughs> dude, you saw the messages I sent you that I sent to that group chat. What did you think? Oh, man. Before I dude, get to I that, dude, I told you to react to it. I told you to react to it, dude. I couldn't because I was already in the middle of the episode, and me and my brother hadn't set up the camera, so we were just watching it. Um, and then it was like, after we saw that moment, I saw your message. You were like, react, and I was like, we already saw it. Like, it's I can't do that. I can't do that to my audience. I well, how did you react audience. to it? Well, before I get to that, Onion is here in the chat saying hi. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going, Onion? Thank you so much for saying hello. We really appreciate you, and you are awesome. So hi from me and Julius. <laughs> and from Shrek. <laughs> and Cody also says, hi, Onion. Look at that. We got the best people in the chat here. Everybody's so respect respectful. You are all fantastic. Oh, we got audience reactions in the house, baby. <laughs> audience reaction says, I think... This Quicksilver is just another victim trapped in Wanda's world. He might be the Quicksilver we know, but it's not him in this universe. Julius, what was, do you think about that? Well, I was thinking actually that this could work on so many different levels. This could work on so many different they they could really go in any direction at this point. Is this an actor? Is in this in the MCU? We saw at the end of Far From Home, J.K. Simmons playing uh with uh, J. Jonah Jameson, but it's not the same one from the Raimi trilogy, right? So is it kind of the same situation where this is a guy who was chosen to play Scarlet Witch's brother, <laughs> and ironically enough, he plays or he's actually Quicksilver in another world, right? The um the CW has done this with their shows where they had John Wesley Sipp, uh, who played the Flash in the nineties. He, in the Flash television show, he played Barry Allen's father, Jay Garrick, and he returned to play Barry Allen from that 90s show. Mm -hmm. So, you know, comic book fans are kind of used to this type of deal, but I feel like this is just... 
I don't know where they're going to go with this. <laughs> I don't know where they're going to go with this. Something's happening. Something is Something's happening. Something's happening. Something's happening. Audience reactions, many. Thank you so much for your uh, comment there. Your insight is brilliant. Honestly, I don't know either. I don't know what they're doing, but it's Evan Peters, baby. And I was so excited to see him. I'm telling you, just look at him, Julius. Yeah, look at dude, and the way they did. Just look at him, man. The back shot they had, where it was the hair, but you had the little black, uh, it, the white top on the black hair, where yes. it looked like you know the hair that uh, Johnson had. Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, yeah, it looked like his hair. It looked like it was him from yeah, the back. I, I totally thought it was going to be Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. I would have thought. I, I honestly thought, wow, like this is so emotionally rewarding that. All this Pietro talk, all this, you know, I can't people, I can't bring people back from the dead. All this, like, yes, I once had a brother and stuff like that. He's gone in a very far, far away place. Aaron showing up at this moment would have been perfect, I think, emotionally, right? And him saying like, "You didn't see that coming," would have been the cherry on the top. <laughs> so I thought it was Aaron, yeah. but but when we saw this incredible face, oh my god! When we saw Look this face. Me and my brother jumped and screamed, and we were like, Evan Peters! Oh, man, because we love that Quicksilver. His version yeah. of Quicksilver was... It's superior. I'm sorry. It's it, it's incredible. Yeah. It's like, incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. I'm literally that kid from The Incredible saying, this is totally wicked. This is totally wicked. You know, <laughs> watching He's Evan Dash. Peters show up. And I'm telling you, I love Evan Peters, dude. Not just his Quicksilver. I love him as an actor. I was first exposed to him in American Horror Story. And for those of you who have not watched American Horror Story, please just check out the first season. You will understand what kind of actor Evan Peters is. He is remarkable. And just the raw emotion he's able to emote is like Oscar level worthy. Trust me. Trust me when you watch that show and you see him play this yeah. character named Tate, who is an absolute psychopath, but makes you feel for him. It's sickening how they display the character, and he yeah. is just brilliant. When he played Quicksilver, he was electrifying. He was electrifying. Yeah. The, the visual effects that they used for him, the way he moved, the way he talked, the way that he was kind of just like bored with everything, and he was just supercharged. I love his character so much, and... Him showing up here really told me that anything is possible in the MCU. Is this a confirmation of the multiverse or a setup to the multiverse? I think 100% without a doubt, yes. This is a complete confirmation of the multiverse being used. Kevin Feige knows we watch those X-Men movies. He knows this. He ain't dumb. But his, he, the, he ain't the a, movies... He's not a donut. The movies he's in are exclusively on Disney Plus right now. They only have a select few of the X-Men films on Disney Plus right now. They they knew exactly what they were doing. They After this episode, it's like, okay, you know what these nerds are going to do right after this episode? They're going to go on Disney Plus and they're going to watch the movies that Evan Peters was in as Quicksilver. And they're going to get excited. They're going to get excited. Oh, oh yes. I... Man, it's just so freaking exciting, man. I love it. I love the way that Evan Peters was behaving uh, as Quicksilver. Just, just normal. Just yeah, just, just the way he was. Dude with the cool jacket. He kind of had like that Fonzie vibe. Hey, hey, hey. hey kind of like um, Joey from Full House. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He right. completely had that uh, vibe. Exactly. And I love what he said. He said, um, 
I think he said something like, uh, what's the matter? Long lost brother can't hug his sister to death yeah. or what? And I just, I really love that moment because Wanda was just thinking to herself, like, is this Pietro or whatever? And he's, and he yeah. does this little shrug, like, come on, it's me, you know? It's me. And yeah. I really love that because I feel like there is a sinister undertone to that behavior there. Is it really Quicksilver and stuff like that? You know, like it's, there's so many yeah. possibilities. Um, but I just I, I really loved his line delivery. I loved him showing up because it does signify to it does signify to us a greater, I think, multiverse. And I even yeah, love his last line where he's like, who's the popsicle? <laughs> <to> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I feel like this is a confirmation that the Aaron Taylor Johnson one is like dead. Like he's I, he's not coming back for a while, at least. Um or and if he does, I think it would be cool to see him interact with this version of Quicksilver, to, just to see how different they are, you know. Because the the one we got in, um, what's it called, in Age of Ultron, I feel like he's a bit more in line with what Quicksilver is in comics, where he's more stoic, he's more serious, he's a bit jokey, but he is definitely more of Magneto's son, you know. Whereas Evan Peters has more of that just teenage personality, kind of slacker personality to it. And uh, yeah. he fits better in this show than I think Aaron Taylor Johnson's would. Honestly, I think he just he fits with the bizarre quality to it. The way he was just completely like, yeah, he, I mean, he was talking to Wanda, but he was also talking to us. Like, yeah, yeah. I know you watch those movies, too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, man, I I am so ready to see the next episode i hope he stays on for the duration of the series the multiverse is happening it's been happening for since the marvel movies have began in general and this kind of led to this thing i wanted to bring up was who i think would be the luke appearance and i think i I mean should we get into it now uh before we get into that i actually want to ask you do you think do you what do you who, what do you think that Quicksilver is? Like, what do you, th- how do you think he is there? What are your thoughts behind that? I, like I said, I have no idea where they're going with it. Um, I think it is insane how, uh, what's, what's her name? Uh, Wanda was just like, oh, oh, okay. Like it, it came sort of natural to her. She doesn't, she's starting to lose her mind, you know? Um, I think it would be really fascinating if it is actually him. And uh, the, they're getting Deadpool in with Ryan Reynolds. There's talk that the Colossus from those movies will be in the MCU, you know? So Whoa. I don't see why it wouldn't be him. Uh, does this mean that the X-Men from those films are going to be transported into the MCU? That's a whole other discussion, right? Yeah. Um, that's a whole other discussion, you know? Um I don't know how I feel about that right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, you and I have done fan casts. Everyone has their ideas of who should play the X-Men, especially because mm-hmm. we actually want to see the X-Men, you know, done right. So I don't know, dude. It's it's kind of up in the air right now. Someone actually messaged me saying, what if Deadpool shows up in the Halloween episode, you know, as oh Deadpool, just in the background. And I feel like that's just such a perfect uh, cameo opportunity. But here's the thing. I think the Luke Skywalker cameo level, it, it's got to be a, a it's got to be a top dog, Julius. It has to be. I mean, look okay. At well, episode, who do you think it's gonna be? 
Well, think about it. Episode five was Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Quicksilver from another franchise. Yeah, that's from a completely en- different one. Yeah, that's enormous. That that's like that's history in the making right there. It's inconceivable. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe has now evolved to the Marvel multiverse. You know what I mean? And it's like I feel like it has to be a top dog. It has to be Wolverine. It has to be Spider Man. Um, if we're talking about Luke level, that is Luke okay. level. Tobey Maguire Spider Man, Hugh Jackman Wolverine. That's Luke L- level. To let me, me t- no no one comes close. Okay, let me let me fix that up for you. Let me tell you who's Luke level. Okay, <laughs> I think who it could very well be. Okay, I think it could be. Michael Fassbender's Magneto. That would. Be I think insane. it could be him. Okay, they're talking oh, a lot about. They're talking a lot about House of M, setting yeah. it up in this series alone. Yeah, Magneto is a very big part of that story. This is about family. This series is about family and how family, uh, how far family reaches, how it doesn't end, as it's established in this show. They're mm-hmm. bringing in Evan Peters's. Quicksilver into it. And by the way, I think this is the first time he was referred to as Pietro. Okay. So he's already being more included into his comic book counterpart, right? Mm -hmm. There, I feel like, and we're in speculation there, I feel like there's going to be an episode about a family reunion. And they're going to not only fix up uh, Quicksilver and uh, Scarlet Witch's relationship, but I feel like. They're going to probably fix up the storylines that were left open in the X-Men films because yeah. in, in Dark Phoenix, they completely just like left Quicksilver by the wayside. Uh, they they In Apocalypse, after I just watched it, he doesn't reunite with his father. He's mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, does he tell Magneto in Dark Phoenix about his uh, parentage? I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly if they did have that interaction. I just remember Quicksilver barely being in it. Like, mm-hmm. th- that's what I'm saying. He's not there for no reason. They're going to blow our minds, I think, in fixing the storyline that was set <laughs> by another studio. And the way you do that is by actually acknowledging who the real parent is of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. And I feel like it, it, I feel like the, and I'm, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go full on speculation. All right. It would be cool if they introduced in this show, Michael Fassbender's Magneto, Quicksilver said, I'm your son. This is your daughter from another world. And it sets what's um, Wanda to look for her real father in the world where it's a Magneto of the MCU and Eric Lencher of the MCU. And that, and that could be played by anyone just like how Quicksilver was played by someone else in this world. Wow. All right. There's the, the red strings all over. That'd be outstanding. Can you imagine a scene where Magneto pops up? It's Michael Fassbender's. Yeah. And and he puts his hand hand up and grabs and pulls vision to him. How crazy would that be? (laughs) That is Luke. That's literally Luke. That would be literally Luke, dude. That would be a Luke moment. Uh, introducing Michael Fassbender's Magneto. <laughs> Get over here, Vision. 
Like, you need a character who's going to be the Luke of the show, but you have to have context behind it. It would be cool to see Toby in there. It'd be cool to see uh, Wolverine and everything. But I feel like you need a Like, this this is it. This is on that level. People have been waiting for, since it was announced that they were going to use Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in the MCU. Okay, wait, how's that going to work if it's not Magneto being their dad, right? And plus... Uh, I mean, co- the comics had to cater to it when that was happening. Yes. You know, like they were changing up the origin. Oh, oh I guess he's not your dad. <laughs> like, no, that's nah, Luke man. level. That's that's not Luke level. That's Vader level. Okay. Yes, Magneto showing up. We already got the brother here. Yeah, we got the brother here, looking good with his gray hair, rocking it like George Clooney. And seeing he Magneto look- would also be crazy. Seeing Magneto would absolutely be crazy. But honestly, I think here are a couple possibilities of who evan peters as quicksilver could be in this okay um so i definitely do think that <laughs> he could be quicksilver i right. think he could he could be quicksilver from the fox universe and Dressed he was like bro- and he was brought over yeah right he is from the 80s right. and monica if you remember monica says that you can bring things in if they fit the times and it doesn't really change them right he'd be perfect for that you bring him who he's from the 80s in the Fox version. Right. You bring him over to this universe, and it's actually him, but he's being mind-controlled by either Wanda, Mephisto, Nightmare, or Agnes, who could also be Agatha Harkness. Um, so it could actually be him. And maybe Wanda is merging universes unknowingly, right? Because she tells Vision, I'm not the one who's controlling this, you know? Do you think I'm the one who's telling people to get in their cars, brush their teeth, you know, um, uh, go to work dogs. and all that stuff, walk the dogs? That's not all me. I don't think it's it, I don't think it's me. So maybe it's not really her Why that brought you over. Lying? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's her or Why maybe it's not. <laughs> maybe it's her or maybe it's not. And if it's not, then maybe somebody else brought him into this dimension. Maybe it was Agatha who overheard Wanda and Vision figuring out that there's something wrong here in Westview. Maybe it was Agatha or Mephisto or Nightmare who decided to bring Quicksilver from the Fox universe over to the Marvel universe because why? They can't bring people back from the dead, from what we've heard. So they would go over to a different universe and bring him over so that it could fill that void in Wanda's heart of missing her brother. And so then we get his Quicksilver, his version of Quicksilver. Mm. Or Or another possibility is maybe it's an actor, like you said. Maybe it's just somebody in the town who yeah. she just cast? Who she just casted as Quicksilver? And Darcy is saying <laughs> they recast. <laughs> they, they recast Pietro, which you is know, one of like... the best lines in the whole show, man. <laughs> right? That's something we say as MCU fans. Wait, they recast uh, um, uh, War Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Wait, Terrence they... Howard showed up through that door. <laughs> hey, Mang, is your brother hey, Mang? <laughs> Let me tell you about math, man. <laughs> or like when we say uh, they recast Cassie Lang for Ant-Man and the Wasp 2, man. Or 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. Dude, uh, Edward Norton shows up. <laughs> Dude, bring That's Edward Norton's home back, man. That's what bring they would back. say. Or the final possibility, and I think this one would be the craziest. Oh, shit. What if, like you were saying... Yes, Wanda coming out of the hex and dealing with the sword agents. What if that wasn't Wanda? What if it was either Agatha, Nightmare, or Mephisto? Same thing could be said with Evan Peters as Quicksilver here. What yeah, if this? True. What? 
What if this isn't actually the Quicksilver we love? What if this isn't actually just an actor playing Quicksilver, her brother? What if this is actually Mephisto or Agatha or mm. Nightmare playing the part so yeah. that they can keep Wanda in this reality? I think that's a really great possibility. And I think the best of both worlds to see Evan Peters, who's an amazing actor from American Horror Story who played a psychopath, playing Mephisto disguised as Quicksilver, <laughs> kind of like Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder, disguised as a dude playing a dude. Except <laughs> a less dude playing face. a dude disguised as another dude. Yes, without the blackface. Right. I mean, I think that's a really great opportunity uh, to really show us how sinister Mephisto can be and how he really does like to play in the shadows. That's... Oh, man. I, it's up I in the air, man. It would it would be epic. It would be absolutely epic. My mind is absolutely blown. Let's get to our comments. Yeah. And then dude, after I we get th- here, <laughs> after we get through these comments, we're gonna take a quick break, a very quick, brief break for yeah. last call questions or comments, and then we're gonna end the show here. All right. So we have Cody saying, "I need Toby <laughs> and Andrew." <laughs> Dude, this is me speaking every day. Just wait. <laughs> wait till the Spider-Man movie. Or you can Grubhub <laughs> in Atlanta. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, this is me every single day. Cody, I feel your energy, man. I love it. Geek Vibes Nate. Geek Vibes Podcast is in the house. Geek Vibes Nation. Juwan, I see you, man. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for tuning in. You are amazing. For those of you who don't follow Juwan on Twitter or Geek Vibes Nation, make sure you subscribe to their website. Make sure you subscribe to their podcast. They are a fantastic group of content creators who are consistently and passionately putting out content regarding the MCU, DC, Star Wars, movies all around. They are number one. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Angels guessed it on them. I say this. Yeah, they are absolutely amazing. I can't wait to collaborate them, collaborate with them even more hmm. uh, with Julius on there. It, it would just be even more of madness there. Yeah, we'll tear but, that uh, ass up. <laughs> Juwan says, much love to you both. 2 a.m. He- 2 a.m. here on East Coast. It's me, Juwan, here. But he's definitely Mephisto. LOL. He showed up right when Wanda needed someone. LOL. Come on now. Julius, what do you think about that? I think it's I think it's a a cool idea, you know. Um, I suggested in the last video that Mephisto could be everyone in that town, literally everyone, you know. Whoa. I mean, I think that would be messed up, and it would be a cool tease to what the multiverse could offer in later seasons. If this is not actually uh, uh, that version of Quicksilver. This could be a cool tease as to what is uh, going to come. You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Absolutely crazy. I mean, that's a really great point, Juwan. I really do think that there is a possibility it could be Mephisto. Because, I mean, he showed up at the right time, right? To keep yeah. her... To keep her in his in the palm of his hands. What does he need? He needs the power. He needs that chaos energy. He needs those twins. It's a dick. He, need, he needs her to stay in that world, to stay in Westview, right? To stay in that idyllic society. And what perfect way then to convince her, hey, your brother's here to visit. Man. Sinister, man. What a sick individual, man. We, we need Seriously. Ghost Rider up in here to take care of this <laughs> devil, dude. <laughs> I know, right? Juwan also says from Geek Vibes Podcast, also, do you believe he remembers her 
from his Fox universe. Because remember when we see Quicksilver in the Fox universe, his mom had a daughter and we only saw her once. Never got a name for her, I don't think. Wow. That's Julius, true. What do you think about that? That's uh, very true. I feel like that could definitely be the case. Um, I was about to say something along those lines. Uh, forget. But yeah, I, I think that could be definitely the case of uh, also, do you believe that he remembers her? Yeah, <laughs> that's as simple as it gets. Yeah. That's a great possibility. And I would love to see both versions of Wanda, right? Yeah, the more the merrier. Give us all these characters. If you want to show us madness. Show show us all these damn characters, man. Oh, oh, that's right. I remember what uh, I was gonna say was I was gonna say that uh, things that are significant about this version of Quicksilver, and, and especially since he's coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is that this is a a Quicksilver who was an X Man, and B, this is a Quicksilver who knows that Magneto is his father. Mm -hmm. Right? Those are those I feel like are going to play very significant parts. As the series keeps going, especially with what he reveals about himself, which I think is going to be key. Oh, yeah. Facts. Yeah. Jaleel is in the house. Thank you so much, Jaleel, for joining us and sharing your comments with us. He says, I hope Marvel could confirm the 2000s pre-MCU Marvel films are in the same universe in Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what I want to see, man. I need that, Jaleel. I need that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Julius, what do you think about this? I think that's the case already. I think that's been the case for a while. There are plenty of little Easter eggs in those movies of, uh, like, names. There's this one shot that I actually sent to you, Angel, recently mm -hmm. from the end of Spider-Man 2, where it's that shot of Mary Jane running to the camera in her wedding dress to Peter, you know, totally stooping that uh, Jameson kid. And in the background, it's a tracking shot, in the background, you see uh, this guy who looks eerily like the Punisher. And it, apparently, it was supposed to be the Punisher, uh, Thomas Jane's version. And that was his stunt double, I think. His stunt double, just he shows up. You, you can't miss him. He's in the back. He's completely tall, brooding. He's got black clothing on. And it's kind of crazy to look at. In the Wolverine game called, I think it's X2 Wolverine's Revenge. It's a Wolverine game where Mark Hamill played him. It's supposed to be the Hugh Jackman Wolverine. And there's a cameo by Spider-Man in that game. Look at that. See, wow. there he is. Th that looks just like Thomas Jane. Yeah, this is the image that Julius is referring to, everybody. If you look in the background of Spider-Man 2, the very end, you'll see somebody who looks like Frank Castle himself. Dude, and you know what you should look up also is um, uh, X-Men 2, Franklin Richards reference. Because I just watched X-Men 2. There's a scene where Mystique enters Stryker's base. Oh, see. See, look, he's on it. He's got the bat computer right there. Let me see if I can find this right here. Oh, see, right, right there. Right there. Go up, 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 up. Up. Right there. Right? right? No, no, no. No. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> no, no. Down, <laughs> dude. The files. The no, files dude. Right, right there. <laughs> yeah. That, no, that one. You were on the right one. Oh, my goodness, Angel. Right yes, here, right? this one. All right, let's 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 open up this bad boy right here. You get all these lists of names of different mutants in the in the Fox world, but you also get the name uh, Franklin Richards, which is obviously a reference to the Fantastic Four. Like, they were connecting it. 
They were connecting it. There's a Doctor Strange name drop in Spider-Man too. You know, Jesus. Yeah, dude. <laughs> is this the is this the image you were talking about right here? Let's see. Let's see what you got. Yeah, that's it. You you see his name? Yeah. Omega dude, Red Project Wild, Wild bro. Murr Island. They were on it, man. Dude, that's that's absolutely wild. Yeah, so I feel like uh, Jaleel is correct. I think that will happen. And by the way, how do you top Crisis on Infinite Earths? The series that connected all these different movies and shows? You do that in Secret Wars, where you bring in everyone. <laughs> yeah. You bring in Dude, everyone. yes, I need that. Look, that's Jaleel, really cheesy. the reason why... This is such a brilliant idea. I mean, look, if we get anything pre-2000s in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would absolutely love it, man. I mean, look, if we get Toby, if we get Wesley Snipes, if we get Thomas Jane, you know, <laughs> if we get Hugh all Jackman. those heroes. Hugh Jackman, you know, bring Eric Bana back as the Hulk if you want, if you want to Nicholas show the multiverse. Cage. Nicholas Cage, yes, all of those are such great possibilities. I love that, man. I absolutely love that. Rose Strange says, oh my God, thank God you guys are still alive. I thought I missed it again. <laughs> Lamau. <laughs> Dude, Rose Strange, Lamau. you are amazing, man. I love talking with you on Twitter. You are such a great person, and I really love that you're here to share your excitement and thoughts with us. You're an incredible person. And I, officially, I officially knight you as goaded. You are awesome. Thank you so much. Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah. Jaleel also says the 2003 Kingpin from the 2000... 2003 Daredevil film also reprised his role in a Sam Raimi Spider-Man inspired cartoon. Dude, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying right there. Michael Clark Duncan. He was the kingpin. There you go. <laughs> that just gets me so excited. Like I said, it's because of Evan Peters Quicksilver that anything is possible. Hey, hey shout out to Michael Clark Duncan. Rest in peace, my man. Who I had know, a, what a powerful voice. Oh yeah, powerful voice. I really loved him as an actor. He is he he's brilliant, man. He was great in Daredevil. He was great as Kingpin, and he was also phenomenal in The Green Mile. Mm -hmm. Um he was phenomenal in everything. Check out his work, honestly. What a great actor. He's Rest everywhere. He, he's kind of like Sam Jackson where he just showed up in everything. Two oh, yeah. and a half men, like what? <laughs> Did, yeah man you, you remember that shot in daredevil where uh he's fighting his final fight he's or he's grabbed or it's not the final fight kingpin's killing a dude and it's an extreme close-up of him and he's like ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh man cody says think of why the original spidey villains are appearing in spider-man 3 it's Whoa. due to wanda i didn't even think of that dude we all Yo! assumed it was Doctor Strange who was pulling those strings. What if it's, what if Wanda is like breaking reality, and like everything is spilling Spider Verse style into uh, the world, man? Cody, Cody, you a goat right now, dude. You are truly a goat right now. That's crazy, dude. I love this idea. I love this idea. It's either it, it it's got to be. It's either her. You know, being manipulated by Mephisto, Nightmare, Agatha, it's all, 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 everything is happening in that bubble and it's affecting everything that's occurring outside. I love this idea. I love this idea and I think they're going to introduce this idea of like people, you know, basically popping up kind of like in uh, Spider-Verse when the glitch was like transporting things 
to different worlds and stuff like that. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna take that that method of of transportation. I could see that happening. Uh, another thing I could see as to why there are so many of the original Spider-Man villains is because if Mysterio does turn out to be alive, he could easily use those as illusions in some final fight. Is like you got all those Spider-Men there who have memories, who have you know history with these villains. It could easily be like the the ultimate, like just look up Mysterio fight, and you're gonna see all these illusions from panels and Spider-Men. They did something like that. The comic limited series, they did something like that. I think that would be pretty cool, also. But either one, I'm down for. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Cody also says, and remember this episode is set in the '80s, and Evan Peter. Evan Peters Quicksilver isn't from the 80s. Yes, yes, we definitely did catch that detail for sure. Oh, yeah, there's definitely, I think, a connection between there and why he's able to even be in the hex the same way that we remember him for sure. Give Uh, him his costume, dude, from the comics. Yeah, give him his costume. Can't wait to see his powers in this show, especially with his budget. (gasps) So glorious. So glorious, man. Do you think we're going to get a sequence similar to the one we got in... Days of Future Past and Apocalypse, where it's him just showing off his thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna say, he's gonna say, "Hey twins, watch this." Hey, Jet, watch, watch. He's gonna say, "This is some music that I've I've been listening to, and now check out this new trick I learned." I definitely do think that's gonna happen for sure. Pulls man. out a Walkman. I'm ready. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Harrison Jolly says, "Who do you think Ralph really is, boys?" Thanks, Harrison, for the question, man. Well, we kind of covered this in the last video where we were asked uh, whether we think Ralph is Mephisto or not. Mm-hmm. And I could see that being the case. Ralph either being Mephisto or something completely unexpected because I feel like so many people are expecting him to be Ralph. And this show does like subverts ab- expectations so well. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Ralph could just be Ralph. Yeah, Ralph could be Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. We don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, but I love this because honestly, I, I do think the main person who is Ralph is Mephisto. I think all all the signs lead to him. I, I just do. I definitely do think so. Or they could just be pulling our, our leg. You know, we all thought, I, I thought the beekeeper was Mephisto at first. You know what I mean? So it's like, I could be way off on this stuff. But no, all the clues that they hint to us, you know, my husband looks better in the dark. You know what I mean? Um, the devil's in the details, and that's not the only place he's in. I think Ralph is Mephisto, and we don't see him yet. And maybe Quicksilver, Evan Peters, is the Ralph that we've all been looking for. Well, in the Bible, the word Ralph means God heals. So maybe that's an indicator, bro. That's a really great fact, and mm-hmm. I think that does definitely indicate that maybe because he appears, he's healing Wanda mentally, right? Because Pietro... Um, so yeah, that, that definitely could be a possibility for sure. We'll see, man. Rose strange says, what do you guys, uh, what do you guys, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Cam- we'll, yeah. What do you guys think will be the cameo for WandaVision Elizabeth Olsen? I hope it's Dr. Strange where he shows up at the ending of the last episode and that they can set up the multiverse. Thanks so much for that. Rose. <laughs> Uh, we kind of got into this, who we think will be, because Elizabeth Olsen brought up, there is a Luke appearance, a Luke Skywalker level appearance, and Angel brought up some choices, and I brought up a choice. You, just so we can uh, bring Rose Strange up to speed, you want to bring him up again? Uh, yeah, so so the twins, right? Well, he, he's uh, Rose Strange brought up, who do you guys think will be the cameo for WandaVision? Mm-hmm. Elizabeth mm-hmm. Olsen. Like, I, I'm assuming 
Elizabeth Olsen's reference to a Luke Skywalker level. Oh, cameo. oh I see. Yeah, yeah, I totally get you. Yeah, Rose, I look, if it's Luke Skywalker level, if it's Luke Skywalker level, it's it has to be Tobey Maguire. It has to be Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Oh, I I will argue to the death with somebody on <laughs> on what level what level of impact somebody can have that is close to Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. My answer to that is Tobey Maguire. There's nobody that comes close to that. Nobody. Nobody. Well, you don't know whether she feels the same <laughs> way about Tobey Maguire. <laughs> you know? I So he said Tobey Maguire. I said Eric, um, Michael Fassbender's Magneto. We got a whole section where we got, got into why we felt that way, the way we felt. But I, oh, yeah. I do get where you're coming from, Angel. Because, yeah, Tobey Maguire, that would be awesome. He's the one. Stop it. Don't even play with me. He's the one. Angel, why don't we rewind? Why don't we rewind into my whole speculation? I said I wouldn't speculate this whole video. And then I got in this whole thing. Okay, so so phase five and then six and then seven. Nah, it's it's gotta be Toby Maguire. If it's not, then I I like I've mentioned before, the closest ones are Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, uh, as a Luke Skywalker level cameo. That just makes sense to me. For I sure. think okay, like you're you're specifying it to being Luke Skywalker in terms of like a hero, though, <laughs> because I feel like Magneto has gotten as much attention as someone like Spider-Man, especially in film, like like the development he was pushed in, like he was one of the like great best things of, of x-men apocalypse his story i feel like there's just there's more room for reason as to why it would be magneto and there's reasons why you're wrong right. there, there, there are reasons why <laughs> it, why toby should be saved for the movie wait harrison. wait wait you would okay i'm sorry harrison just one second you, you would rather have toby his first appearance in the mcu be in this show rather than in the Spider-Man movie? Think about it. If we see Toby in WandaVision. Right. right in no suit. That to me would be like <laughs> amazing. No, I would freak out also. Yeah. It, I'd die. I would die. Like I've been waiting to see him return as Spider-Man. I never mm -hmm. thought it'd be possible. But now that it, and now it is. And Toby is my Toby's my guy. Toby is my chosen one. To Toby is the reason why I am the way that I am. You know what I mean? Right. So seeing him show up in this show would be crazy. Like just him as Peter. Where am I? You know, the, he's legit the goat. He's the reason why we call this <laughs> podcast the goat movie podcast, baby. Toby. <laughs> um, and then seeing him in the suit in Spider-Man 3, of course, would be epic. 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 Right. Life changing. Life altering. There's a way you do things in terms of revealing. And I don't want them to blow their wad. If they show Tobey Maguire in this show, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want them to do that. I feel like what uh, was said, what Cody said about Wanda being the the reason why these multiverse things are opening. Mm -hmm. I think that's a cool way of leading into Spider-Man three rather than having to show one of the Spider-Man because, dude, you want to be in the theater when he comes back. When he oh, yeah. comes back, you want to be. I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. Yeah, I know. that's what I you want. I wish I would have seen. We all would have seen the Luke Skywalker in theaters. That was right. Been, that's what it was meant for. But seeing it at home too was a, a unique experience and something that you know no one can ever take away from us. But man, it would have been better to see in a theater, you know. But that's what I'm saying. For Toby, they'll just show him. They'll just show him, for, and then we'll, we'll 
And then we'll really see Spider-Man in the theaters. You know, we'll really see him do Spider-Man stuff. But just seeing him and acknowledging, hey, Spider-Verse is coming. That's everything. That's everything. Look at, I mean? look at little Toby Jr. Gonna cry? <laughs> Rose Strain says, that's what I'm talking about. That's why he MVP. Toby is the GOAT. The GOAT! <laughs> the yes, goat. Rose. Rose, I love you right now. I love you. Thank you so much for that. Gosh, you're awesome, man. Serious. Gets me so look, hyped. Look, Cody also to- says, Toby is the GOAT. <laughs> I did not... I did not deny that. I did not deny that at all. I it's because he's the goat. I want to see him in the theater when he shows up again. I want yes. him to be treated correctly. Okay, it's like heresy. It's like... <laughs> heresy, Julius. <laughs> heresy. But Harrison says it may take away from the moment in Spidey Three, but he's the one who I think is on that level of Luke Skywalker. How big of a Star Wars fan do you think she that Elizabeth Olsen is? <laughs> do you think she understands the level of Luke? She just knows that people freaked out about Luke, all right? Oh, she better. She probably she saw your know. video and was like, yeah, he's probably going to freak out when Magneto shows up that way. <laughs> yeah. uh, Harrison also says, I have a feeling it was Evan Peters, but I pray it's Toby or Andrew. Yeah, I completely agree with that. He also says, that's a great point. Regarding my Toby defending, he says, like, I agree. But just thinking of who is on that level for a cameo, it's true. who knows, who knows, it could be Andrew. It's true. It, it, it's it true. could be Andrew. It's true. But, uh, you know, like, I just want to wait. Yeah. <laughs> the All theater right. is something sacred with Spider-Man, my, my, my peeps, my goats. 100%. All right. So let's end it with these last statements from Cody. We're going to go on a quick two-minute break, and then we're taking just three more questions after our break. Three more questions. Go ahead and put it in the chat, and then we're going to end this. Thank you all so much for those of you who have stayed from the beginning to now. You are all incredible, and I can't wait to keep engaging with every single one of you and freaking out about MCU, DC, Star Wars, independent films, blockbusters with Julius and I. You are all absolutely amazing. So Cody says, I want Sweet Dreams to play while Quicksilver is doing his slow-mo scenes. <laughs> it has to happen. It has to happen. Hey, it has guys, to happen. While we're on our break, post comments of the next song that you want Quicksilver to do his thing to. Yo, yes. Great idea. Yes. And, we'll, and we'll think chat. of some. We'll think yes. of some when we come back. Yes. Please, please put in the comments what song you want to hear. Uh, Cody also says, Ralph may be Mephisto. That's a very good, good possibility of happening. They Cody both also got the says, in there. The P.E. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cody also says, Kevin Feige is a prophet, such a genius intellect. I uh, completely, completely agree, man. I completely that's agree. That's nice. Yeah. Rose Strange says, Tobey <laughs> Maguire wasn't Spider-Man. He is Spidey Chad. <laughs> <laughs> He's Spidey Cuck. <laughs> Spidey Chad, 100%. Oh man, man, y'all are amazing. Uh, Harrison says that's welfare. Thanks so much for your time, boys. Much love, you goats. This was so much fun. I mean, I completely <laughs> agree. This this has been absolutely amazing. Let's go right, into let's... our quick two minute break. This is last call for questions or comments. Go ahead, put them in the chat. We will return within five minutes to end this show. Thank you all so much. 
you are all part of this community and we can't wait to keep engaging with every single one of you yeah You know who I am. I'm Spider Man. back in 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode. We are going to read the final comments that you have put in the chat like the chads that you all are. Thank you all so much. Let's get started. So before the break, Julius asked, what song would you all like to hear play with Quicksilver in the next episode of WandaVision here? We have, once again, audience reactions in the house, in the chat, watching live. Thank you so much, Manny. He says, song choice for our Quicksilver, Rick Astley. (laughs) Never gonna give you <laughs> yes, 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 Julius. What do you think about that song choice, my friend? It makes too much sense. This whole show is a <laughs> is a brick roll at certain points. <laughs> Dude, I love that choice so much. Many, you're awesome, and I just want to repeat to you all that we're gonna have a very special guest this Tuesday, February 9th, I believe, in the morning. We're gonna do a live stream with Many himself. Another goat on YouTube who is responsible for audience reactions and he's responsible for creating these moments that we can all collectively share as one. What a great person. What a great content creator. and What a privilege it is to have him uh, talk about Godzilla versus King Kong and talk about movies and our love for him. So if you guys have any questions for him, feel free to send them to us actually to our email or to any of our contact. Here's a display for you guys here. Feel free to send them here uh, any questions that you have for many, any questions that you have for us, and we will make sure to answer them for our Q&A or dedicate an entire episode to you all. So feel free to send your questions here. We appreciate every single one of you. Many, I love that choice. I got to hear that song. It is absolutely amazing. Cody says, song choice, careless whisper. <laughs> Yes, it has to happen. It has to happen without a doubt. Cody also says, song choice, Beat It by Michael Jackson. (laughs) I was thinking an MJ song also. Dude, yes. Any MJ. I love it. As a musician, I love MJ. Love MJ. Love MJ. MJ. I don't even want to get into the controversy of of, um, him as as a person. But as a musician, Mm -hmm. I mean... Brilliant. My God, my God, yeah, undeniable, undeniable. MJ, him and Prince, did, yeah. Oh man, love it. Want to play that music right now? But yeah. we would get a cop- copyright strike. So, but we Cody, love that absolutely. Uh, Harrison says, imagine a portal open up in Spider-Man Three <laughs> or this show and drive that funky soul starts playing with Toby the Goat with the Bully McGuire French dancing like the Chad. <laughs> <laughs> no no you did not just do that harrison you're not harrison jolly anymore you're harrison the chad you're harrison the chad i'm not calling i'm not calling you by your last name you're harrison the chad for that man i absolutely love that that needs to happen i was actually talking to brian about how toby Maguire will be remembered throughout history Will it be for Spider-Man and his contributions to that character's legacy? Or will it be for the memes? <laughs> <laughs> or for both. You know no you know what it's gonna be? What? You know what it's gonna be? If Toby is in fact in Spider-Man 3, he will be remembered for that. 
Always. For that's what? going. Oh, that's for being be the coming back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That he that will be what everyone will always go to, and it will lead everybody back to the past. Let me ask you a quick question. Do you think these rumors and uh, reports are true of him acting kind of bully Maguire-ish on set? Let me do you one better. Why is Gamora? <laughs> Why? <laughs> look, look, here's the thing. That I've was a Eddie those... report. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard about those reports about, you know, Toby being a, a diva on set. They're rumors, right? They're yeah. rumors. I, I don't think I have the heart to tolerate the fact that maybe he is a bad person to other people. I don't know if I have the heart for that or to accept that truth. I'd rather just live in ignorance when it comes to that. I've seen the video of him with paparazzi and telling them to get the F out of the way, you mother effers. Um, which okay, when I was that's, young <laughs> That's different though. <laughs> it it's different. It's different. But but seeing that in that context <laughs> as a kid, it hurt me a little. It hurt me a yeah. little. Um but like you said, there are justifiable reasons to that behavior, especially yeah. because when you're driving you could lose your life, right? If a paparazzi is surrounding you and you can't drive, you know, he just couldn't see, you know? Um, he was wearing the black suit at that time. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, um, and by the way, paparazzi are like the, the sludge of journalism. Yeah, so it's, you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, hope to, <laughs> I, I hope Toby is as good as the person that he presents in his character as Peter Parker's Spider-Man. I hope. And I pray to God if I ever meet him, I, this you is what's know. scary. This is what's scary, dude. This yeah, is what's scary. Um, like if I ever meet him and I have a bad encounter with him, I don't know how I would respond to that. I, I don't because he's somebody like I've mentioned to you before. Like if I ever met Stan Lee, you yeah. know, I, I I would have to tell them like th this is what you this is what you did for me. Thank you. You know. Um, so I just hope he's a good person and I hope he's being a good yeah. person on set of Spider-Man three, because everybody on a work environment deserves respect. You know what I mean? Unless they're, you know, Tom Cruise's subordinates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we have audience reactions doing a praise emoji, I think with some popcorn. Same. It goes both ways. It goes Bring both the popcorn ways. on Tuesday, my man. Bring it. We appreciate you so much. Harrison says, but song choice, Speed Demon by MJ, actually scratch that, Cody wins, beat it, would be perfection. I was thinking a smooth criminal would be pretty fun, especially oh, yeah. with the moves that Michael does in that. Imagine him kind of mirroring that, like him doing the whole lean forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally need that. Uh, Harrison is laughing <laughs> about our discussion regarding Tobey Maguire possibly being a bully. He says, thank you so kindly. It is a blessing, Angel Chad. Enjoy <laughs> Harrison the Chad. You a Chad, man. You a Chad. You a forever What Chad. does that mean? It's kind of like you're you're like a stud, right? You're a Chad. Right. You're like elite. You're alpha. <laughs> you know? You're cool. You're right. oozing with cool. You're a Chad. Oh, okay. Ain't no one got nothing on you. You're the Chad. I never knew anyone <laughs> named Chad in that position. Yeah. <laughs> Harrison also says, Lamal, the comeback of dreams if Toby returns. Cody says, I need Bully Maguire. They need to reference that. They need to make <laughs> some sort of reference of, of Bully Maguire. Yeah, without a doubt. 
Jonathan from RGB TV. What's up, man? He says, hey, what's up, Jonathan? Oh, my God. It's been forever, Jonathan. Yeah, it's been forever, Jonathan. Appreciate you, man. How you doing, man? One time, Jonathan had us come over to collaborate, and I was absolutely blown away by his setup. uh, Yeah, it was impressive, man. Yeah, his wisdom behind the camera and stuff like that. Uh, His toys, his collection, everything. Yeah, yeah, I love everything that Jonathan does. (laughs) Jonathan, it's good to hear from you, man. I I really hope you're doing okay. I hope your loved ones are all safe, and uh, look forward to collaborating one day again. we got to get you on a live stream one of these days. We're going to get you on here. Yeah, he also says mind blowing episode of WandaVision tonight. Yeah, that's exactly dude, we've been on here for two hours and twenty five minutes just talking about WandaVision, bro. I just I knew I knew we would break the th- break it the, the <laughs> record for my time. I know, isn't it so crazy? It's so crazy how these how the time slips to us, man. We literally are the sorcerer supreme with this damn time stone, man, for real. Uh Cody also says hi to Jonathan. Love that, Cody. You're awesome, man. Serious. You're it's fantastic networking. for that. Yeah. Cody also says, Toby can really show strong anger. I mean, just watch Brothers with Jake Gyllenhaal. 100%. 100%. I always say this. For those of you who have who need to see more acting range from Toby Maguire, go watch Brothers starring Jake Gyllenhaal, starring Natalie Portman, starring Toby Maguire. You won't regret it. He is amazing in that. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And it was Spider-Man versus Mysterio before we really got it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Harrison says, I legit can't watch my favorite celebs doing that stuff like it hurts. So I feel you on that one, Angel. (laughs) Bro, that's not going to stop making me laugh for real, man. Uh, Cody says, apparently that scoop of Toby came from an unreliable source. So I doubt he would display that behavior. I actually completely agree. I don't think Kevin Kevin would tolerate that. I think Kevin would say, you're out of here. You're gone. Yeah, we'll rewrite it. Yeah, 100%. A hundred percent. There's no way that it's like, why no are way. you even here? If you're going to be that way, dude, like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there's actually a certain way that Toby and Sam act on set. If you look at the behind the scenes set of uh Spider-Man and Spider-Man two, the, mm-hmm. their banter is very passive aggressive and playful and stuff like that. So maybe <laughs> that's, that's how what... I treat Brian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Audience reaction says like Charlie angels. It's the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I love that. Let's end this episode with that comment right there from Audience Reactions. I just want to say thank you all so much for a mind-blowing live stream here. We completely recapped episode 5 of WandaVision in full detail. For those of you who are watching the replay, for those of you who just showed up right now, feel free to watch this from the very beginning. And I guarantee you, I think your love and passion for the show will be elevated due to this discussion and your participation in this. Thank you all so much. You are all absolutely incredible. Julius, where can the people find you online? Well, they can find me just on YouTube, uh, here, editing stuff, putting out videos. Recently put on a uh, uh, trailer, fan trailer of A Crisis on Infinite Earths in the style of What If. It's a bit different because I was using a new editing software, which I'm still getting the hang of called DaVinci Resolve 17. So that's cool for anyone who's interested in that. I just want you all to think about WandaVision this way. We're only at episode five. (laughs) (laughs) Just think about it that way while you're getting excited for the next episode and the one after that and, and so on. So I can't wait to do this again. And especially on Tuesday, I can't wait to do this. 
Yeah, same here, man. This has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for giving me another reason to look forward to something. I love talking about this. I love watching this stuff. And I just I just love this so much. And for those of you who participated, like I said, my appreciation for you is like through the roof right now. Thank you all so much. Seriously. Um, last comment here. Cody says, great stream. Excited for the upcoming episodes. Yeah, same me here. Too. We're, we're completely on that level with you here. But uh, where you can find me online, you can find me on Twitter at Goat Movie Pod for our main Twitter page. And you can also find me on my personal account at Blu ray Angel on Twitter. And uh, through those social medias, you'll be able to find everything else that we have, uh, you know, from Facebook to Instagram um, to all social media platforms. So feel free to yeah. follow us everywhere and make sure you stay up to date to uh, all the content that we release. We are always releasing content. Um, from everything trailer reactions reviews uh you know pitch it videos uh edits that we like to put together and now live streams that we're going to be you know doing much more consistently because we've been getting a yeah. great response from every single one of you travis says yo sorry no. i missed it <laughs> hey that's okay travis that's okay yeah. man appreciate you got you the being whole here. bad boy instant right now <laughs> yeah. appreciate you uh you know sharing your thoughts with us and uh, stopping yeah. by. It's the thought that counts. And Jonathan says, sorry, I was late to the stream. Looking forward to the next one. Thank you, Jonathan. Oh, worry, Appreciate dude. you, man. Don't worry, dude. Great. We were going to do a five-year celebration live stream soon this month because it's been five years since we started this yeah. thing, which is and insane. It's and it's only just beginning, and I can't wait to, for the theaters to open back up again. But, yeah, thank you all so much for watching. If you have any comments, please leave your comments in the comment section below. Make sure to subscribe to our channel. Make sure to click on that notification bell. And make sure to like and share our videos as well, especially if you want to grow this community here. Like I said, you all make this community the greatest of all time. And we can't wait to see you here again for another episode of WandaVision and everything else that we discuss. My name is Angel. I'm Julius. And this is the Goat Movie Podcast. Thank you all so much for watching. The Goat Podcast is proof you don't have to look any further for movie news, reviews, trailer reactions, or special discussions. Subscribe, get notified about what's going on, and I promise you'll be entertained by our daily content on YouTube. If you want more, we're on Twitter at Goat Film Podcast, Instagram The Goat Podcast, and The Goat Movie Group on Facebook. Get connected with us, see what's happening, and make sure to love it while you're doing so.